Life's funny, the way it throws stuff at you. Just when you think you've got it made and everything's just hunky-dory, something happens. The garage door falls off on your car, or your boss tells you you're being transferred to Detroit, or maybe your best friend is more fond of your girlfriend than you. It happens. You kind of have to roll with it. But all around the world, kids are dealt some pretty rough cards from time to time, and they can't just roll with it. Cancer doesn't just up and go away. Serious injuries don't just heal themselves. Fortunately, when things get serious for kids, there's a Children's Miracle Network hospital waiting to help, regardless of their family's financial situation. The third annual Extra Life 24-hour video game marathon provides direct support for the Children's Miracle Network Hospital in your town. And we need your help to ensure local kids have the best care and equipment standing by just in case life throws itself in harm's way. Visit extralife.sarcasticgamer.com now, sign up, and join the RP Gamer team and make a huge difference in your community on October 16th, the third annual Extra Life video game marathon from RP Gamer and our friends at Sarcastic Gamer. Thank you for your support. Kids. Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 137 for July 17th, 2010. Um, it's Dragon Quest week, and so we have taken a polite or a quick break from our plane in order to share some time with you. I hope you appreciate this. Wait, we have to stop playing now? Well, um, I was about to say, uh, what, what, we didn't talk about stop playing. <laughs> we didn't say anything about not playing yeah, Dragon Quest. Yeah, apparently, uh, this, yeah. this will just be mostly a monologue then. Um, uh, oh, you actually yeah. stopped. Yeah. See, if, if you didn't stop, you could keep playing the music while you were doing it, and then it would be okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that would make it okay. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, we would have complete conversations like, like we usually do. Oh, yeah. We should just get someone who doesn't like Dragon Quest to talk the whole time while the rest of us are playing. Well, the funny okay. part is all the listeners listening in the chat room um, at rpgamer.com slash live, by the way, if you want to watch the show live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern every week, uh, you can uh, you can, you can can watch live. And I think they're all playing Dragon Quest as well, so they're not really watching. <laughs> yeah, it's they're like smart. They finally it's really, this is This is just kind of a filler week, so we don't need to treat it too seriously, I guess. Um so, you know, as we do in filler weeks that aren't very important, I did something small, you know, upgrade the RP Gamer message boards. Um, you know, not very important, right? So no. <laughs> if you've if you've been to the if you've been to the forums, by the way, board.rpgamer.com got a major overhaul this week. We upgraded to V Bulletin. It is uh it already it just looks it, it feels like it works better, honestly. It looks a lot less crappy and I miss the spam bots. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they'll find their way back. Don't worry about that. Yay! I, I heard that. I heard uh, spam bops beat uh, recapture anyway. So I, I don't think we have a way of defending against them eventually. So they'll 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 return. I think what's getting them now is uh, the the address for the CGI file, like where you go to get to the boards changed. So they don't know where to point now. So they'll they'll return. But until Yay. then, come and frolic in our new message boards. Um, if you uh, are an old user of the boards, you will have to reset your password when you come back. Uh, we got a nice once if you go into the boards and click enter the message boards at the very top. We got a nice link there, like you can click the link and get the to the point where you reset your password automatically. And if that doesn't work, email board at rpgamer.com and uh, Anna will take care of it for you. 
Uh, Anna is off enjoying her birthday today, so I don't have her with me, but I do have Michael Tidwell. That would be me. I've got uh, Phil Willis. I want my casino. I've got Emmanuel, I want my casino. <laughs> and Emmanuel Marino. I'm always last. You're, you're always last. Yep. <laughs> Get used to it. And um, I don't know uh, what I'm saying. Um, we can, uh, we can, we can, no, we can tell you that we are very upset because Dragon Quest Nine does not have a casino. I want my casino. <laughs> they really want their casino. <laughs> so, whatever. They're both hurt and offended, <laughs> and we're boycotting the game. My, Manny hasn't been we this hurt since won. Yakuza 3. I'm side this right. First they take my hostess clubs, now they take my casinos? It's just not fair. <sighs> did, but Phil, do they still have the, the Puff Puff? I don't know. I haven't seen a Puff Puff yet. We need a Puff Puff. I have otherwise... a feeling the Puff Puff isn't going to happen on a portable system. Why not? Because it's more for kids. What crap is this? Doesn't this Dragon Quest obviously seem skewed a bit younger than the previous ones? No. Well, I just want to ask, what exactly is the Puff Puff that's alluded to, but what do you, what is it actually? Um, the idea would be a woman comes up from behind you and sandwiches your head between her breasts. But she uses slimes instead. Yeah. Or it's a guy. Or it's a guy. There's there's various so, well, permutations over what actually happens when you get a puff puff. Yes, when you wake <laughs> up, you, you realize something did not happen the way you expected, and it's different for each game. So, but fortunately, okay, you're so blindfolded, you're, so I don't think you notice. So you're <laughs> expecting just, like breasts around your face, but then something horrible happens, and you realize that you this is what happens for being a pervert. Yeah, basically. Yes. Though the slimes oh. wasn't too bad, really. It, it's it's Yuji basically laughing at you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you purse. No breasts for you. And then he gives Pretty you much. bunny girl outfits to make up for it. Yeah. Oh. So dress, well, dress your says, female characters. Well, I'll reward your perviness after all. <laughs> yes, basically. I give you Jessica and all that good stuff. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, interestingly skimpy female outfits in Dragon Quest Nine. Yeah, I'm um, having trouble dressing my daughter. <laughs> Oh, that's right. You, he named he named one of his girls after his he named his party I, after his family. family. Well, yeah. then dress your wife up. I, well, the problem is she's a warrior and doesn't get near as skimpy things as the priest. Well, which change her job. Me in some, I can't. I haven't. I like found, this. Like dress yeah, my wife up, please. Like that. I haven't happen. found Jack yet. Uh, well, you better go find the Jack of all trades then. I am. He's somewhere in the tower, but it's big. And okay, what is up with Drag- this games? Dragon Quest Nine provides a level of challenge you were never expecting, like how to dress your family up. That's right. Well, we'll get into that later. But first, we have some letters. Um, and the first one is... Did it have to do with casinos? No. First one is an audio file, so here we go. Hey, RP Gamer, this is Blue Man Rule from the forums again, just giving you a call in response to the question, which console had the best RPGs this, this generation? And honestly, I'm going to have to go with the Xbox 360. Um, a lot of people, a lot of results in the boards are talking about how a lot of the games, like Eternal Sonata and things like that, are also available on PS3. But they began on the Xbox 360 first. Uh, Tales of Vesperia, uh, uh, Eternal Sonata, they all began on the Xbox 360 first. Yes, ended up being ported to the PS3 was a period of versions, but both were made by Namco Bandai, who seems to take the uh, um, home team advantage, home field advantage uh, very seriously as far as regarding 
regarding uh, Japanese developers supporting Japanese manufacturers. Uh, but uh, all in all, uh, Mass Effect at uh, one and two, my favorite two games of all time, uh, two human, which those three games actually influenced me to get an Xbox 360, all of which are exclusive uh, RPGs. I understand that the that the PC uh, has the ability to play a lot of these games, but some of the games it doesn't. Lost Odyssey, um, it, it, some of the uh, some of these games you can't play on a PC. So I think hands down, and I have a three uh, PS3 as well. But I think um, hands down, it goes to the Xbox 360. Uh, the heavy hitters for the PS3 came out a little later this generation. Uh, Demon Souls, Valkyria, The Chronicles, this guy three as well. So uh, thanks, uh, appreciate it, and I look forward to hearing you all on the show. I do have to say, I find it interesting that he said two human over Fable 2. Yeah, I don't think I can follow him on that one. Um, my, my question is, who cares what came out first we're talking about now? I know, and more importantly, it seems like the only real game that, that's a big argument winner for 360 is Tales of Asperia, right? According to the latest t- people talking about it, yeah. Apparently we missed out on a big one not playing that. Yeah, that's or, like... Or Fable, if that's really your thing. If Fable, if that's really your thing, but it isn't most... On our on our boards, it doesn't seem to really be our thing. But maybe that's just in, Lucifer's influence, you know, pers- <laughs> persistent. No, I, I didn't like Fable before I met Lucifer, and I still don't. Okay. <laughs> and and you know, there there there's something to be said for being the first console to get a game, but then there's also to be something said when you get the game on the PC or something, and the AI is better, aka Mass Effect, or uh, like Eternal Sonata, they have the additional content, you know, in there, whatever have you. So I did have to wait longer to get it on those on those guys, but it plays better, or it has additional content included. Hmm. Yeah, you got the definitive versions. Yeah, the definitive. Um, on our boards, we had an alternate opinion from uh, Zybek Kata, who said, as someone who owns all three systems, I would recommend the PS3 for RPG fans. I don't know why, it just seems like the RPG system. I think between the exclusives and the PSN store, you can have a good experience with RPGs. I also see the 360 is more of the everyone has one, so I must too system, and the PS3 is the I have one and you don't system. Well, I don't know if I agree with that, and I don't know if I agree with picking something because of that. That's, that's, like, that's like the formula for how to be a hipster, isn't it? Oh, everyone doesn't Ooh. have this, so I need to like this, right? No, I, I'm wondering about that. Um, he said that PSN has like a good number of RPGs. Call me crazy, but I can't really think of much outside of a handful of PS1 classics. I, I could think of like uh, Vandal Hearts, but that was on 360 as well. So I don't know what he's referring to with those. Yeah, I mean, Xbox PS... Indies give you a number of RPGs that are independently available, like uh, the Z-Boyd game stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have a PS3, but and I I'm a big fan of the PSN store. I've got like 30 games or so, but yeah, there's really not as far as RPGs go. There's really not a whole lot of section selection in the PSN store unless you're downloading maybe some of the PS1. I mean, I got the Final Fantasies and Suikoden and whatnot, but aside from those guys, just not a whole lot of original RPG offerings. Yeah, still waiting for Castle Crashers. <laughs> <laughs> I want to crash some castles. I don't know if that's coming. I think you have to break out the 360 for that. They, they announced it. It just I'm still waiting. Yeah. Good thing I didn't hold my breath. No. Yeah. Uh, been a bad idea. All right. Master Chief writes in with another uh, another question for us and says, uh, "Great podcast as always, but I have to wonder about something." The podcast as a whole seemed to agree that the Wii was the most woman-friendly console, and while I won't deny that the other consoles are heavily favored towards ma- traditional male audiences, I find myself concerned with the Wii being heralded as the champion of women's gaming. It seems the only examples people bring up are 
quote-unquote games like Wii Fit and EA Sports Active. Now, debates about said software effectiveness aside, I have to wonder if fitness games are really the barometer for getting women in. Is there truly no way to woo women into gaming without preying on their insecurities? I would hope that the gaming industry could do more, and it's unfortunate that we're so limited in our views of what makes games woman-friendly. I think this. I guess this is a small step up from Imagine Babies, but it's still hella pathetic. Yeah. Hella. Anyway, Hella pathetic, yes. I have a, I, I, I know what is the conflict for women right now. I can tell you that right now. Okay. The PC. Oh, really? Farmville, Sims 3. Hmm. Yep. There you go. See them later. Never see them again. I think you're right, actually. I think there is more to women's gaming than that. But um, as far as console appeal, does, isn't there actually something to the idea that, you know, women may be more interested in doing something productive with their console time than just playing a game? And thus, these quote-unquote games have a use. I, I think it sort of like seems like a trick, like a husband's. It sort of like it sounds like a husband's argument. Um, we should really get a Wii because then you don't have to spend all that money in a gym class. You can just use do Pilates at home with our Wii. It's totally worth it. Well, as they point out in the chat room, do you really think it's a good strategy to say, "Hey, honey, you're getting fat. Get a Wii and slim down." Nice sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a good strategy. Well, all right, wait, wait. In being the completely non-PC answer to that, I would say I would take a night or two on the couch if, you know, it got the woman from being fat to being skinny, so I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) But what if you lose the woman altogether? Um, Then where are you? Very, very sad. Yeah. (laughs) Be careful. Is it it more that the wheeze just seems more uh, mainstream acceptable? Is that more what it is? Like you're less of a lo- like you're more you're less of a loser. You're more cool if you use a Wii and like play Wii F- Wii Fit than you are if you play an Xbox 360 and Halo. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think when we I think when Wii first came out and you had a bunch of the casual games, I think it and, and I think it captured a lot of the uh, women's interest and whatnot. But uh, I think as Nintendo's kind of seeing, you 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 don't build a long term audience off of casual games and. I mean, let's just face it. Most most women really aren't into well, video games. It's just that's just the way they're they're wired for the most part. Um, and when they do get into one, like you said, it's like Sims or Farmville. It's something that's kind of very open ended, very customizable. Uh, something where the objectives are really not an important part of the game, and you don't get that a whole lot on consoles. Because I think most a lot console of them games play. are I so. What, so yeah. what about a game for Connect where you stand in front of your TV? And you go through the latest offerings from Home Shopping Network, and you get to see what they look like on you. And then buy clothes. Exactly. Like, not that, a game. Uh, like, the, tech, like the demo reel that they had. That Is, they was that in the demo reel? Yeah. yeah. You're trying on dresses with your friends. Mm-hmm. And, <sighs> and then can actually purchase them. I, I, I think there's ways to use this technology to meet needs that people feel like they have. And I don't know that it's really bad just because can, the needs are foreign to you as a guy. <laughs> can Connect actually do that, though? Uh, I think it can. I don't know for or sure. Are we going to have to wait for like, the next generation of the hardware to actually... Uh, just not if know. you're sitting down or laying down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, there's tech, obviously there's technology on the PC to where someone could take pictures or put themselves on a camera and do something similar. And, well, uh, but never, that takes more effort, fruition. right? 
And, I just and uh, getting yeah. a good camera is hard to buy. And which one do I get? And how do I set I it up? Just, I don't see women spending, you know, however much money to go get that connects and three. whatever have you to do all you know, that. We done just, to well, I'm but, just, they're, but they're getting it for their husband or boyfriend's console, right? Is the idea? I think that's the what what they they would be hoping for. But what were you saying, Manny? I I, I just feel like we're putting, we're all putting our foot our feet in our mouths right now, okay. and we should just actually. Ask our female. I, I think we have a pretty sizable female audience who listens to the show. Surprisingly, well, we did before this podcast, anyway. <laughs> we did before this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we have them because I, I think the the real question is not women, more like um, casual gamers who happen to be women, is is what we're really saying, right? People who right. have no interest in this crap, what could they find useful with this technology is the way I'm right. looking at it. We're, we're I mean, not they're not the gamers. I'm talking to play. people who aren't gamers. Of course, you know, if you're a gamer and you're a woman, you, you've got plenty of stuff to be looking forward to and excited about. And there's plenty of games that, that try to scant them, uh, skew themselves such that they're not just male-oriented. But you know, if you have no interest in, this, in any of this crap and you just view it as a waste of time, what, could you get used to, what use could you get out of the technology is what I'm looking for. Oh. Right. That, I mean, that's we're not, a we're separate not, category. We, we definitely don't want to push the thing of, well, we don't think that girls play games because we know they do. We know they do. I've got a voicemail from one. In fact, we should get to our voicemails. <laughs> there we Probably go. a good time to exit from this. Um, first mail, though, is from Draconis. Hey, RPGCast, this is Draconis. Uh, for the ones playing Visidia. I suggest, yeah, suggest if you get the chance after you beat all the first set of missions with all ten of your players, go back into the movie mode and watch it on autoplay. I'll put up the whole story for you in the correct order, but be prepared for over two and a half hours of straight cutscenes being put in order. It'll get longer as you go on, but should help you out. And as usual, number for RP Gamer Chat for those looking is 608-729-4098. Later. Cheater, he wrote it down that time. I know, he had to, that was so staged. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so have you gotten to that point in Dissidia yet, Michael? No. Uh, anybody else? I noticed that that was a possibility and I, I've been looking forward to like seeing the story in order but now that I know it's two and a half hours of bad cutscenes, I don't know about that that doesn't You're sound appealing about at it. all You'll be fine. there's a lot of movies I could watch that are a lot better than that <laughs> all right. You're just down on everything oh, Alright, next letter Miss... uh, Hello, strawberry eggs and uh, just... Just going to call like two or three subjects not mentioned. Uh, recently, I've heard that uh, Atlas USA will won't be uh, publishing many DS games except for those developed by Atlas in Japan. And I've actually contacted XD because I've been looking forward to Luminous Arc 3, and it looks like Atlas will be coming out for that. And apparently, they're also not making too many DS games because the market's apparently oversaturated with uh, RPGs these days. Anybody find, heard about that? And you find out on I me. Mean, I thought the DS was still fairly cheap to develop to publish for, you know? And, uh, what else? Oh, I, you're looking forward to it like it's because of traditional JRPG, Chris. Well, if you can stomach the voice acting and the subpar to awkward translated script, 
there as well. Arkwright Fantasia. It's apparently a very solid game except for those two factors. <sighs> oh, ignition, ignition, ignition. And uh again, oh, and let's see if I got this right. Chris, the face scene in Final Fantasy VIII is a horrible, horrible romance scene. <laughs> uh, look towards the uh, backtrack, the RPG backtrack episode on Final Fantasy VIII. So I understand what I'm talking about. Phil might remember if he's on this week. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, that's all for now. Bye. Okay. I don't know what she's talking about at the end there. Um, besides this, everybody knows the space scene was kind of like, meh. Yeah, I... I... My my wife was watching me when I was playing Final Fantasy. She liked the ballroom scene, and that was about the extent of her interest in watching me play the rest of the game. So, the space scene was where I put it together that oh, Final Fantasy VIII really is kind of more about a love story than anything else. But that was um, about it. That's where you figured it out. Yeah, I kept it holding out that it was about more than that until then. It wasn't the fact that they said so. Or that the logo kind of showed it, or no. that the opening scene I didn't, showed it. I didn't it, watch much or, press for it. Okay, because they were pretty much saying from the very, very beginning of the conception oh, I, of Final you know, Fantasy that it was a love story. Michael, in the PlayStation days, I was still holding out for another Final Fantasy VI. I kept thinking, okay, this will be the one. Okay, this will be the one. Okay, now nine will be the one. Surely it's got the old school artwork. And I was disappointed every time. So basically, your entire disappointment in the PlayStation generation of Final Fantasy. That's the fact that's that that's six. part of it. That is that that is definitely a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weak. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for being honest with you. I'll. I'll no, I'm, I'm glad you're honest. It's just still weak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that is, but yeah, that's a big part of it because that, that's what I wanted more of. You know, my good SNES RPGs, and I I haven't gotten a lot of those. <laughs> since but anyway uh, forget that uh she also brings up uh, a question about this this idea that xseed and atlas aren't bringing out ds games ds rpgs very much is that something that we know about um like atlas apparently know. isn't doing ga- games that aren't published by atlas japan it seems to be a, a quite a bit more consolidation about people just Sticking to, you know, I mean, obviously Atlas Japan, they, they have to, because if Atlas Japan makes it, then they're supposed to well, bring they're, it over. They're, yeah, they're the ones that are supposed to bring it over, but th- that but means they're not seem... doing as many other companies' games? I, I'm not saying Atlas specifically, but I am seeing a shift away from the DS. I, I mean, this is where I would expect companies like maybe NIS to step up and start doing some of those other games, but even they're consolidating this year, according to the story we put up. So it's like, who's going to cover bring these games over? Anybody? Nobody? And it, are they just concerned well, about pirating and stuff? Maybe they should NIS, have is, NIS has almost strictly been Sony anyway. Hmm. Okay. It's all PSP and um, and PS3. They don't, well, and, I mean, they okay, do well the then Wii. we have Xseed apparently not doing many games. That I, I guess I'm assuming from what she said that she contacted them on their own and they must have emailed her or something. Um, so that, that who's left? For bringing these uh, niche RPGs over, ignition. Ignition, <laughs> not oh. anymore. They restructured and they're focusing on social networking and casual games. Who ignition? Yeah, there was a big story about that. Oh, seriously? <laughs> We're yeah. done with games because we don't know how to do it right. Uh, oh, wait, uh, that's probably not what it says. Is, <laughs> the way it sounded like is that they're um, getting out of publishing these gigantic titles and focusing more on social networking and smaller uh, downloadable games and lots of more direct marketing to uh, to the consumers. Oh yeah, true. Access might do it. 
and the internal games that they have. So what about um yeah, Axis? Man, they they're such an up and down company. I love what they do with my shooters, but some of the other stuff they do is just kind of yeah. Uh, You're still upset about Hoshigami. It's okay. Nah, well, you should be upset because they did Cross Edge, right? NetAS America did Cross Edge. Oh, okay. Never mind. And I, I, I still oh, they did Agrest War. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> You're right. That's much better. <clears throat> um, <laughs> what about. Actually, I think, uh, actually, sadly, I think it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> did Cross Edge? Yeah. yeah. I think Agrest War is better than Cross Edge. Okay. What, but they also what? said that the reason why they're doing this is because they they said the market's a little oversaturated with RPGs at the moment. Is that what she said? Is that uh yeah, that's what she said they said. Huh. So is Shane leaving Ignition then? I have no clue. Is he gonna stick around while they focus on online platforms? <laughs> I curious about that. Alright, anyway. I've heard rumors but nothing nothing solid. I don't think he's happy there though. Yeah, I've heard those rumors too, but nothing solid either, so whatever. Uh, what is, uh, what is, uh, so what's our take on this? Is the, the portable RPG doomed to only be a PSP thing now in America? Thus, the rise of the PSP is back for us? I think we're forgetting the gigantic elephant in the room, which is the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, uh, from, from what I've heard, a lot of people are kind of, you know, working on those guys because the copyright issue, I mean, the pirating issue with the well, DS well, is really well, now, bad. Now, hold on, hold on. This, is, this, this question is talking about localization of existing games in Japan, not so much about um, new and upcoming games and what they're choosing to develop on in Japan. But at the same time, a lot of, I mean, why waste why waste time localized? Because it's going to take so much money. longer for, for those other games to finish before you can even start localizing them, and you need sales this year, not next year. Yeah, you but if XC is, saying is true about the market being oversaturated, I mean, mm. wouldn't just people overlook the, the smaller titles anyway? What the with heck all is the coming out on DS? What what is what is what are we saturated with? Dragon Quest Nine. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> hey, that's a lot. I, Not here. We don't have uh, Nino Kuni. <clears throat> I don't get what we have. What do you that, mean we don't? I thought we were still getting it. Yeah, but that's gonna. Be, we don't have a date. We don't have a year for Nino Kuni. Well, they haven't opened their studio yet, but they, they don't. Yeah, they haven't even like opened a... the studio, let alone start localization. Well, we don't know that. Nino Kuni isn't even out in Japan. <clears throat> well, then stop whining. So that's right, not so anytime how... soon, is my point. So how how niche are we talking? Like, what are we talking here? Like, what game is so small that we need to worry about this? What do you mean? Like, like, what are you talking? Like, Luminous Arc Two, that kind of a, that like caliber. What's of coming game? out in Japan that we're not going to get because of this? Is that what you're asking? Uh, it just sounds like like it seems like we're getting all the big titles that we actually care about on the DS. I can't even think of what they are actually, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> Golden Sun. Golden Sun. Well, that's Nintendo. We're getting Seventh yeah. Dragon, so like, but Seventh <clears throat> Dragon that ship has sailed a while back. I mean, let's see what we've got. But that's what I'm trying to say. It's like every every big DS RPG that we still care about is coming over here, hmm. and then after that, we're just gonna be we're gonna be concentrating on brand new 3DS RPGs. So I, I, can, I really can't even think about what the SRPG that's that we there's a risk we might not get that I could even think about or care about. Hmm. Am I overlooking something? I mean, no, I don't think you are. No, I think you're pretty much on there. All right. So sorry, Strawberry Eggs. We don't know what the fuss is about because we don't know what games it is that we're not getting. <laughs> Besides uh, Luminous Arc Three, apparently. Which, is that it? 
first two. Did that ever that have great, that strong so. sales at this point? I mean, did that really? Nah, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know about their sales. Um, obviously, the games if they were if they, if, we, if they had super strong sales, we'd be getting a sequel. That's kind of how it works. So, <laughs> apparently, enough that they could make a sequel, but not enough that we'll translate it. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we got another letter here. Or voicemail. Hey, for any of the, you guys that are still playing Decidia, you were talking Just about you... having problems with leveling your bad guys. Try using the dual Coliseum after you get your bad guys up to level 5. It acts as a variant version of the story mode to help you with the bad guys and the sub characters. This is Draconis, by the way, and number for RPG cast is you, you lost the paper that time didn't he did you cut him off or what nope he's still going he, <laughs> you can hear click 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 I know click. He, he's looking into something oh, I had this bookmarked <laughs> he's looking go. through his phone <laughs> yeah he's looking through his phone <laughs> All right, that's yeah, it's not so easy. Ah. <laughs> so there you go. There's a tip for you. Two tips for Dissidia from Draconis. One, be prepared for a really long movie if you finish the main story with all the, the heroes. And two, use the Coliseum mode after you get your villains up to five to, to level them up further. So can you use that, Mike? Will that help you? Um, Sure. I just... I what? just fight with them. I, I didn't really try to level them up much. I really only like one of their movesets mm-hmm. because I kind of feel like when I play them, they're a little cheap. And only one I felt wasn't like totally cheap. Like I felt like I was just, you know, cheating through the whole battle. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really explored the, the dark side that well. All right. Well, here's another voicemail that says, hey, what's going on? The lease is up in the in the Google translation. Let's see how accurate that was. Once thought of a legion of vicious mermaids chasing down the artifact led me to sail through dangerous waters infested by a mermaid army. I didn't know mermaids had armies. Well, it was more of a militia, really. And some to think that maybe they were just salmon. Though they were pretty sexy. Yeah, so apparently somebody decided to voicemail us uh, a clip from Death Spank. So <laughs> I think that was also Draconis. <laughs> so that's what that was. Uh, Death Spank wow. came out this this week, and none of us played it, I don't think, did we? We have a review. Yeah, we do have a review up. We'll get to that later. So here now, we're gonna, before we get into news, we're going to take a little break. And during that break, you're going to get to hear a song from our very own Badger Lord slash Jack Fox. He's written a, a song for you, and I'm excited because this, this makes me feel like I'm that uh, popular Weekend Confirmed podcast with all its uh, music breaks and user-contributed music. If other people want to contribute songs to have played in the show, please feel free to do that. And maybe, you know, eventually I might pick one of them to be like a new theme song or something. But um, regardless, here's... Uh, here's ba- uh, what is it? Badger Lord's uh, song. So enjoy.
Okay, thank you, Jack Fox. That was excellent. And like I said, other people, please contribute your stuff. I'd love to play it in the show as well. But now we've got news. And the first piece of news I have for you this week involves somebody called Monkey Paw. Doesn't that sound mysterious? Monkey Paw. No? No. No, not very mysterious? Not really. Not a fan of... Okay. Well, uh, apparently Monkey Paw is going to be bringing up our Japanese games to the West. So here we go. Here's going to be bringing us our obscure Japanese games. Um Apparently, Block Kids and Magical Drop F, uh, they're going to be coming to PS3. Uh, Magical Drop F is Magical Drop with a quest mode. So it's apparently some sort of uh, RPG-ish sort of uh, puzzle game. So that's why that's why we're covering it. But uh, Monkey Paw Games will be bringing that over. Any of you guys been uh, looking forward to Block Kids and Magical Drop F? What? Dude, I have no clue what you're talking about. No? <laughs> yeah. These are old Data East about? games is what these are, so... These are old PS1 type titles. So, why do we want these? Uh, because they're retro games that never came out here. But they're old. Yes, I that's can't how it keep works. Up with the new games. Uh, Kiro says Magical Drop F Bonanza. Okay, whatever. And he's very excited, I guess. Uh, okay. So there we go. <laughs> uh, maybe you'd be more excited about Star Wars than Michael. Maybe. Maybe. How about testing we'll the, the new MMO game? No. No? Okay. Well, this isn't for you, then. Uh, this okay. story is for people who are interested in testing Star Wars The Old Republic. Apparently, I'm, they've... You know, I'm, 
I I will just defend it and say I'm tired of testing the MMOs. I just want to play the MMOs. Yeah, yeah, you've been in too many beta tests. Uh, yeah. Except it's only been one in the past year, but you know that's still too many. Right? Two. Oh, really? Two. What's yeah. the other one? We did Draconica too. <laughs> yes, I suppose that, that counts. That went just about that as well. That was over a year ago, Mike. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was a long uh-uh. time ago. I thought it was during. It was like right before PAX. Okay. Uh, so Bioware has announced they're going to start quote unquote game testing Star Wars: The Old Republic. We don't know how it's going to work, but they're apparently going to have people provide valuable feedback to help them tune particular areas of gameplay and begin the process of balancing and tweaking their content. That's part of their announcement. Um, it's not technically a beta test because they don't call the beta test, uh, but apparently they're going to be like game tests. So I guess they're going to send email to everybody. So if you go up to the official website, which is www.swtor.com, slash tester, you can sign up to be a tester, and they're going to send you scenarios of like everybody come in here and drink a Coke at the bar or something like that. I can only assume. I don't know what sort of game tests you have. But I, I'm I'm thinking it's more technical t- stuff. Like everybody go and and try and kill a Wookie. I don't know. Wait a minute. Is this a reality show? <laughs> you may be. <laughs> it seems like it, huh? It's like what? Oh, like the the tester from Sony? You mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that is that the sort of crap they had to do there? I don't know. I, I met all those people, though. To, to be a game tester, you really need to know how to work under pressure. So you all have 30 minutes to bake a cake. Go. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping this will be better and more free and less stressful than that. But uh, apparently there's smaller focused tests with community members from North America and later expanded to other territories. So sorry for you international listeners. Um, but we, uh, uh, don't be depressed yet. You know you like Spore, right? And you've been waiting for more from that universe. I know everyone on this show, especially Phil, has been waiting for more from the Spore universe, right? People are still playing that? <laughs> People even played it to begin with? People are going to be well, playing it more. Well, I know they more. played it to begin with, but I thought they kind of got bored with it. Guess what's yeah. going on at Comic-Con? They're going to announce a sci-fi action RPG based on the DNA of Spore. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I can see that working. I, yeah. I just don't know how a story mode would work in that. One week from today, wait, wait, apparently wait. they're going to tell us about it. Wait, based on the DNA, mo- so it takes place within the Spore universe, right? I don't know what the DNA of Spore means. They could just mean it uses the characters or the the character development system of Spore or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was. Huh. Well, Will Wright can do no wrong, right? Um. Well, except <laughs> Spore, right? I don't. I don't know that. that... I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> why are we? Why are we calling Spore a failure? I didn't think it was that bad. The people liked it, and they got the good reviews, and they got yeah, the sales. And I people think people are a bit cynical based on how it didn't really live up to the hype that they were they were promoting it. With. It was okay, supposed so, to be like so, okay, it's the so next. The, it was the next The Sims, except it was not yeah, exactly. <laughs> except it was the it next evolution. <laughs> Get it? Evolution. Yeah. All right. Except for the whole fact that he, you know, t- spoke like Peter Molyneux for a while. I don't really see the problem. <laughs> Because oh, it wasn't. Game. Everyone played it for like a week or two and said, yeah, this is boring. I'm done. Like, it tried to cover in multiple genres, but each one of them was just not really not well, very done well done. Not very well done, yeah. and just kind of shallow. It wasn't until, I mean, if you got to, if you managed to suffer through to the fifth age or whatever it was, the fifth the fifth segment, which was more like a, a little bit more like a you know RPG type yeah. of thing. 
you know, it had some me to it in a, in in. But that there kind were better games of that too. But, yeah, but there were better <laughs> precisely, precisely. And plus, there was the whole DRM uh, bad PR thing where. Oh yeah, the DRM oh, thing yeah. wasn't good. Uh, and oh, the fact that everybody really just liked making pornographic creatures in the creature editor, and that's pretty much what it became, right? You know, it's funny. I think the creature editor was the success that yeah, it was. That was the success of Spore. Yeah. So if this if this starts with a creature editor, I think it's got something going. <laughs> there you go. Maybe <laughs> you can. As long as the RPG. people are better looking, as long as everyone is better looking than the faces in Oblivion, I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can tell you that Spore definitely looks better than the faces in Oblivion. Yeah. Speaking of Oblivion, Dragon Age uh, does not look like it's heading to Oblivion anytime soon. <laughs> How's that for an that awkward segue? <laughs> that was a stretch. But okay. That's right. As we talked about before, there was a sequel announced for it. And we got more details on the sequel now. From a Game Informer cover story, uh, all you guys out there who subscribe to Game Informer have surely already read this, because I know there's so many of you. Uh, well, actually, I guess there are. Any, none of us, though, huh? Any of you guys subscribe reading? to Game Informer? What's reading? Uh, Amazon. You, you subscribe to Amazon. Okay. I do. <laughs> I do too. That's the funny part. All right. You what? For, subscribe to Amazon. Amazon Prime. It's basically your Amazon subscription. It's awesome. For this many dollars a month, I can just spend all my money at Amazon and never feel oh. like I'm waiting for anything. Public no. service announcement for our, our, our college friends. Um, if you're in college, you can get Amazon Prime free for a year. Yeah, go so do that. Wait. Do it right now. Yeah, that's pretty it's sweet. Awesome. I love my Prime. Except if you have no money... And you're in college, don't sign up for this because it will encourage you to spend more money that you don't have. Yeah, that's Save it and do it like yeah. during your last, like, wait until the very end of the program is offered and then sign up for it. But try Amazon not. was smart. Yeah. You know why? I did why? save so much money on books. Because on they finally oh, okay. realized that you shouldn't buy two Prime memberships for one house. You've never so, had to buy two Prime memberships for one house. No, no, no. But if you had two accounts, like my wife's an accountant and I have an account. Yeah. They finally let you share the Prime account. Okay. Why would you, you have could already two do separate that, but, yeah. accounts from the same house? Why wouldn't you just use the same login? That's what we do. I don't share my login. What's, what's up with that? With your wife? You have two kids together. Okay. Yeah. Right. But, but there are some things that are just too intimate. No, 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 no. <laughs> the... <laughs> okay, well, there, there's two main reasons. The first is because we just signed up independently on our own, in our own time, and they're different. And the second one is, I don't want her crap in my recommendations. I don't want her crap in... Oh, yeah, she has all these okay. books and stuff. Yeah. Like, they have yeah. a very, very healthy marriage. I'm telling you, boy, I thought I had problems. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't share my Amazon membership. Sorry. <laughs> they share the same bed, but not it's, Amazon membership. It's not membership. really the fact that you don't share it. It's your reasoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the reasoning that's a bit scary. I don't want to see what she likes. I don't want to yeah. know that stuff. I don't, don't want to see her history. Her, who cares what my wife likes? I only care about what I like. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Now you got it. <laughs> Oh. I mean, just totally ignore the fact that as a guy, we always have a hard time picking out gifts. Amazon's recommendations, uh, if your wife's using your account, actually the best gift to men because now when it comes up for the anniversary and her recommendation comes up, you just hit the buy it now button or whatever, and it comes to your house in two days, and you're set. Except for the, you know, they still have wish lists. You don't really need to have, I don't need to muck up my recommendations because I, ugh. 
<laughs> Basically, he doesn't want to do any work. <laughs> he just what wants the wish about? list. I, no, you see, he, he's talking about no work. He's like, I just opened my Amazon and my wife's already populated with crap she's looked at, so I just buy stuff. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, but what if she's just looking at it for someone else? Oh, what if it wasn't okay. something she wanted? You can't go with that. You got to go with her wish list. And then they're like, Have oh, you look tried that stuff. before, Phil? Does that work? No, I'm just, I'm just janking his chain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <exactly laughs> I wanted to we hear if you tried. I that. told you at the beginning we need to have arguments on this podcast to re- raise our listenership. So I'm arguing. Well, with now it. we're now we're arguing about Amazon. All right. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. I was I argue about um, Amazon. That's like that's like the best thing ever. All right. Well, you know, I didn't buy Dragon Age on Amazon, and I always thought I should, uh, but. Uh, you can do it. You can rectify that with Dragon Age Two, and why you might want to—that's <laughs> still a stretch—is uh, <laughs> the, the is main character bad. of the game will be fully voice acted, and the uh, the the dialogue system of the game will be more like Mass Effect, where you have a dialogue wheel, and but but instead of the summary not really telling you exactly what's going to happen when you when you say it, uh, it uh, it it will tell you that you will uh, be causing anger or you'll be doing flirting and stuff. So it's going to be kind of a hybrid where you have the control over your party that you have in Dragon Age when you say something, but it's more dynamic, kind of like with Mass Effect, since you're going to have to listen to the voice acting and you kind of don't want to spoil it by having just read it when you chose it. So, look at that. Nah? I think that sounds pretty good. Uh, That'll but be interesting. I can't be a dwarf anymore, so... Oh, that sucks. Hmm. I want my dwarf and I want my casino. Ding! Damn now it. they also said Dragon Age One save files are coming over to Dragon Age Two. How? I don't know, but they are because the Dragon Age Two starts during the final moments of Dragon Age One. So apparently, there's I guess there's some crossover there. Maybe some characters come over or something. Um, and of course, the choices you make that affect the world would matter. Uh, and so look at that. And oh. This is interesting. The PC version of Dragon Age 2 will feature strategic combat, while the console versions will feature a new system. Rather than trying to mimic the PC experience on consoles, Dragon Age 2 is a battle system more tailored to the strengths of the PS3 and 360. Button mashing for the win! Apparently. Yes! Oh, actually, that's a good fighter. idea. It's Street Fighter with Dragon Age characters. I don't care. So that means everything. Oh, so oh, means... oh, hold on. It... We, got, oh, we got buzzing. Hold on. Sorry, listeners. Give us a minute. And we're back. Sorry about that. So, yeah. W- w- all right. So, button mashing on the consoles, then, for Dragon Age 2? So, that's interesting. So they're going to be fundamentally different games. Well, not... Yeah, it's core. It's, they're going to be different games. So, it, it really will matter which one you choose. Do you want more strategic battles? Get the PC version. You want action-oriented? Get the console versions. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be like an action RPG type of deal. I bet you're right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. So I don't know. I mean, it just—I guess that depends on your uh, your history. I don't—I I didn't grow up playing those Baldur Gate games. I'm not used to those big PC strategic battles. So I'd probably uh, prefer this it. This is just this is just more frustrating because now I'm going to find out that one of these is going to have a battle system I like more than the other, and yes. it might be on a different platform than I played the first one. But I'm not going to be able to move my save file over from that. Oh wait, 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 wait. Is, isn't that all on our Bioware community account? No, your save file is is saved locally. Ugh. Yeah, and if they're you different games, how are this? How is this save going to just transfer over? Yeah, it's going to be different. It's not going to work out. Yeah, and that is, I that is lame. So okay, they don't actually well, think we're going to buy both copies, do they? No. Um. Why? Just to play the other one with the different combat controls? No. Um, yeah. I mean, 
I hope that's not like their. Well, maybe, well maybe what it means pre- is that Dragon Quest Two on PC will be like Dragon Quest One on PC. So Dragon Age. Quest, Dragon Age. Sorry, but that's good for the PC people, and that's what they liked, and they're just going to try and make it better on the consoles. So, um, I guess it really only affects the console people. It's probably going to be more Mass Effect than Dragon Age. But Mass Effect was a first-person shooter. Um, I mean, well, third-person third shooter. Well, even so, but I just sort of mean that that's like sort totally of, uh, different. <laughs> How do you do that with like, a sword? Just faster paced. Yeah. It's I, like oblivion. I have a lot now? of trouble trying to control people at times. Uh, I got to the point where every I let everyone do their own thing. I set like these really complicated uh, AI routines for them. I I try to. Yeah, I basically set them up so I wouldn't have to ever touch them, and I can just go by myself and deal with and deal with myself. And I, I guess if they're gonna make that easier for me, yeah, I did that work out see. for you? I never I found that it. to really work out for me. I always had to hit pause and do something. I I rarely ever had to switch them. Huh. Okay. I need some of your macros then because I couldn't I couldn't get them that self reliant in normal mode on PC. The trick is to make sure that the people you actually tell the people do not move, stay in the back, stay there. That's the trick. Okay. They listen to you. You need. <laughs> I don't know that there was a stay in the back command, but yeah, the well, trick is the... setting the game to easy mode. Apparently, <laughs> it's like for example, like Liliana was terrible. Like uh, she's yeah. supposed to be an archer, but she was always using her sword. Yep. So I, I would told take her weigh her sword. I'd be like, here, go use the stick. I, I told her. <laughs> Do not if you get counterattacked, do not use a sword. Well this the thing is if she's if she's in melee because they surround her, she can't attack if you only have her with a bow. That's yeah. when she uses like a big area effect spell attack. Okay. I know. It, but then it there's no AI to make her back up after doing that though. Yeah, there's there didn't see any way. I was like, you know what? Maybe Morgan shouldn't run right into everyone before casting her spell. Maybe yeah. she should use range and she's like, No, I'm fine, I just like dying. I'm like, screw this, this is stupid. Well, as long as I don't have to deal with that on the 360, I'll be happy. I think they just—I think they needed a stay put button. They did. I always but. viewed it as the easy fights they could take care of themselves, and the harder ones you're supposed to control them. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, that's pretty I much just, how I, I handle it. I just think the whole battle system was well. If I was supposed to pause every turn anyway, why wouldn't I just have that option in the config? Well, don't they? No. Oh. You have to press. Hero <laughs> grumbles like, that there's a way something? to back, make them back up if they're in melee, but whatever. Yes, hold position. I understand hold position, but that doesn't work when the enemies charge you and you die. <laughs> yeah, like, hold position is not back up. Yeah, well then apparently there's another one that's back up. I don't have it then. I didn't work either. for me. You know what else didn't work? Apparently near didn't work to make Kavia do too well. So um, Kavia, the developer near. They've been oh. uh, shut down. Billy oh. will be very sad. That's yeah, a shame. Yeah. AQ Interactive was their parent company. They're going to be taking on uh, employees that are left over since the closure. I'm assuming that is the employees who don't find jobs elsewhere or something. I don't know. Um, Kavya also made uh, Guard, if you remember that from way back, as mm-hmm. well as uh, the recent Resident Evil shooters that were on rails on the Wii. So hmm. uh. bye-bye, Kavya. That You know. I guess uh, some people like Nier, and some people like Drakengard, but I can't say it, it's a big loss, is it? Uh, like you said, Billy, like Billy will be sad, and that's it. Well, as Dan Chi yeah. says, they didn't sell nearly enough. That was bad. <laughs> I wish you'd never Broom. heard it. Yeah, I like that one. 
It, it, yeah, it, Nier was kind of cool. It was a I like the the original the fact that the father it's trying to save his daughter, um, but it was really really off the wall quirky. The, the the gameplay got a little bit repetitive after a while. It was um, and the, and I think what really knocked it down a few pegs on a lot of people's list was that the the, the graphics just really weren't up to snuff for current generation. Um, mm. So unfortunately, they didn't really come out you know swinging too hard. Well, and. As far as I could tell, I didn't really see Square Enix backing it up much. Mm. It, it went it went down and it went it went on sale real fast. <laughs> That's where I got mine. I got my like some sale at Target or something for twenty bucks or so, and it was only a, a couple of months after release. For near, mm-hmm. Mm. Near. Always a good science. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. And we also may be saying goodbye soon to Hironobu Sakaguchi. Is he dying? Uh-huh. He uh, has announced that his upcoming title, The Last Story, might be his final game. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, writing in his blog, he said he's putting all his energy into it and is a strong feeling that it might be his last work, is what he said. Uh, this Kotaku translated it out of his blog. Uh, he's 47 years old. He's been making games, you know, for Square for a long time, then one out on his own, and I guess this uh, this could be it, but we don't know for sure. That's just what he's feeling right now. Maybe he's just having a down period, and <laughs> this will do really well, and he'll uh, he'll be spring back in his step, and we'll see Lost Odyssey two or something, right? <laughs> really, forty seven. You yeah. should think of whatever. How rough. Man, what a pansy! Miyamoto's a few years older, and he's still there. You go. He's making Nintendo's plus cats, new Pikmin's, brand new Nintendo characters, Mii's, a 3DS, including a brand new Zelda that we just got a mm-hmm. release date for. Uh, there you go. 20... That's the hardest working man in the game industry. Yeah, Miyamoto. Yeah. Uh, Especially when he's kidnapping young women to test his games. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't remember the Miyamoto rape photo? No. <laughs> From the GDC presentation where he kidnaps women? To... <laughs> no. I'll find Okay. I'll find I thought he just made his like wife test stuff. Uh, apparently, uh, Aonuma said, the, that's Eiji Aonuma is the producer of the Zelda series. Um, I guess he's the one who's uh, responsible for taking crappy Miyamoto ideas and trying to turn them into a good Zelda game. <laughs> like he's trying to do with Skyward Sword. <laughs> no bias here, you know. <laughs> Uh, no. Early 2011 is when they're going to try and get this sucker out, which of course would be the Japanese date. So that could be a while for us. You think they'll make it a fall release or Christmas release for the U.S. Mm. next year? I don't know if they want to wait that long, but we'll see. We'll see, and hopefully they'll make the combat better. You liked <laughs> it though, didn't you, or did you not? Yeah, get bored with it. It was right? fine. It worked. It worked. It, well, it was it just worked. a demo. I mean, that whole area was just created just to give us an idea. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was. It was. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work, and I think it'll get boring fast. But that's me. Um, that's Did you I'm guys hoping. play? Um, I didn't if, play if, it. So if it's near as long as Twilight Princess, it's gonna take forever, and my my arms gonna be like, oh, this is. I have really buff Do you get the feeling like you could, and since it's motion plus, you can't just sit on the the couch and cheat, no, it, can yeah. you? Yeah, I I couldn't just flick yeah, my wrist or whatever. Motion plus is actually sing. a minus in this game, if you ask me. But. No, and you you had to you, like I have so many problems because, and I kind of hope they fix this. Is 
I, you, you have to swing up and down, right? Hopefully it'll be shorter or something. But it doesn't detect it if you turn the Wiimote sideways. I guess it's just not designed for marathon play. Maybe we just have to approach this one differently. This is a game you play slowly over the course of a year or something. Well, I wanna, so I want to ask. You guys played Twilight Princess, right? <laughs> uh, Michael played it. I played yeah, a I few hours it. of it. It was about. Um, it was between 55 and 60 hours. Did your arms ever get tired with those uh, basic motion controls? My wrist started to hurt um, in some of the harder battles. I had to I had to finish the boss battle and then actually stop and you know not play anymore. That's, like like that's a, a frustrating day. thing for a hardcore gamer. <laughs> I know, because I just want. I'm like, sweet, I beat it. I want to keep going, and I was like, no, nah, I should risk my. I wrist really keep it. thinking I should buy that on GameCube and play it on GameCube instead. And then you'd be left-handed, and the puzzles so wouldn't be you, backward. Miss, do you regret not playing it on the GameCube? I, I'm surprised that they didn't just let you do that. Just I mean, it's a Wii, yeah, right? Flip it on just the Wii. Just push a yeah. button yeah. and say, I'm going to play with the GameCube controller and be like, done. I think uh, they probably they they probably only put one copy of the assets in, flap, flip the right way, and they don't have the ability to easily mirror them or something. I don't know. I mean, if the game fit on the GameCube disc and it fit on the Wii disc and it's the same game, then I don't see how. I know. I know. Uh, so it was interesting, though, is that um, the, I think... One of the few criticisms you can make against Twilight Princess that was too similar to the Ocarina of Time formula, right? What a boring game. Which? Well, Ocarina of Time. How was Ocarina of Time boring? It was boring. Well, I that, that, that argument. I was, I was just gonna, uh, <laughs> wandering around looking for a guy in a mask so I can increase the size of my wallet. That is not fun. It's like I was saying. <laughs> is, um... <laughs> Go ahead, okay. man. Is, is that, that, that formula... Is is um I heard both these um Miyamoto and Miyamoto Onuma talking about how they want to change that formula of uh go to go to dungeon, get item, go to town, and then you do a random quest and then go back to the dungeon. They said they wanted to change the whole formula up and I'm guessing if we're gonna to have to move our arms around that much, they're gonna to have to change the formula up quite a bit so we won't get so tired. Because he's basically all we saw was the, the sword fighting and I guess there's gonna be a lot more to do in that world than just swing your sword well, from side to side. Well, yeah, I was I was messing around with all the options and stuff. I definitely played with the bow a lot, and you know, it kind of worked like uh, a bow. But I was actually just having trouble with it because I kept, you know, you watch people and they like they were doing the PlayStation move and they just draw the bow and shoot it. I did mm-hmm. not have that ease experience in Zelda. It was totally. It was like which button does which, and and I was having problems with it, and it didn't seem very realistic to me at all. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, and I always love those kind of things. Like I, I liked playing with the auxiliary con- um, weapons in Twilight Princess. So that was kind of frustrating for me. And I was like, "All right, I've done this for ten minutes." And she's like, "Oh, your time's up." I'm like, "Oh, good. I'm kind of tired." <laughs> <laughs> she gave you a towel and some Gatorade. I know they should have had the G two. You know, that's right what there. you did. You didn't have the pre the pre fueled Gatorade and know, the while you're playing Gatorade and then the refresh Gatorade. That's that was your I, issue. I haven't even heard the G one is any good. I mean, <laughs> people like it kind of tastes like crap. I'm like, mm, that's what I want before my workout. Crappy that's drink. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I haven't done the whole G series. I just kind of stick with the two for now. Hmm. I'm not a pro athlete. I mean, I, I want feedback afford- on whether or not I should go back to Twilight Princess on the Wii or find a track on a GameCube version of it because I think I'm the Wii has slightly better graphics on it. Oh, and like, it's widescreen on the Wii. Oh, that's a good point. But the, well, the GameCube can do widescreen. 
Maybe um, GameCube was able to do that because it could do 480p widescreen. So we'll have to uh, see. It, it, I have the Wii box here, and it says 16 by 9 widescreen presentation only yes. on Wii. Oh. Well, because oh, on I the found... GameCube, it's the other way. It's just it's it is 16 by 9 widescreen reversed. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I found that uh, that infamous Miyamoto kidnapping picture. Oh goodness. Well, there's no way to really share that with our listeners. So you can link it in the forums later. It'll be fine. Hmm. <laughs> He's like, or not. By the way, that's uh, I'm finding video of the GameCube version in 720p. What 720p in widescreen, not 720p, but they used an emulator. Huh. I wonder how they f- figured that out. Dolphin now allows GameCube games. So apparently, I'm. Sp- what in the world is going on? Phil, is everything okay on your end? Apparently not. <laughs> What's going, going on, dude? After <laughs> going, I just got back. I just uh, that was uh, my boss on the phone and and whatnot. I, as soon as I came back and picked up the microphone, I think Shirley was having a wrestling session with the cat. So I, I thought maybe Miyamoto was trying to take her. <laughs> well, oh wow! I like your explanation better, Mike. So we'll stick with that one. Miyamoto was trying to take her, and I fought him off. He's kind of a small guy, so I won. Okay, good. You're right. They really did put together a presentation where Miyamoto is kidnapping young women at Nintendo. That's insane. Okay, from yes. GDC09. The infamous Miyamoto Rick photos. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, somebody help me figure that out and whether or not I actually can play widescreen or not or if I need an emulator, because that's stupid. Playing what in widescreen? Twilight, Twilight Princess? Princess on the GameCube. You don't need an emulator. You can just put, can't you just put the, pop the GameCube, the GameCube disc in your Wii? No, but, okay. You can, you can pop the game disc on your Wii, but I'm pretty sure it won't play in native widescreen. Yeah, but you don't need widescreen necessarily, do you? Well, I'm missing part of the graphics then. I'm missing part of the graphics. I, I'm missing stuff. Missing. Just, just turn a little bit to stuff. the left and the right, and you know and you missing kind of see what things. See. Maybe I'll just play it no. on the Wii because I already own the Wii version. Oh, I don't want to use those people? controls though. Just like shut up and controls. play it. I don't like those uh, controls. Adrian seems to like them. You know what? Adrian I don't like likes a lot of stuff I don't like. Let's just put it that. Let's, Adrian, right. likes near, <laughs> Adrian likes many things I don't like. All right, <laughs> but he doesn't like Infinite Discovery. No, I that's, think that's a good point. <laughs> All right. I I didn't mind the controls. I was more upset about the wolf controls than anything else in that game. Because really, like you're a wolf now, you're stupid. You can use your mouth and you can dig. <laughs> the end. And I'm like, yes. really? That's all I get. All right. Good thing I didn't play. You know, this, co- this conversation is actually really relevant to me because I just bought a new copy of Twilight Princess this Wednesday or Tuesday. Why did you buy a new copy of it? Because it, it was cheap on Amazon. Oh, how much? Uh, Thirty bucks. That's not that cheap. And for how for mu- the Wii. For the Wii. Yeah, it's like going for twenty five, thirty. Yeah, that's not really that cheap. Yeah, that's what? Normal. It's on Amazon. I don't want to buy you so. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I guess. Yeah. Next. I don't buy used games very often, if ever. Nah, I, you know, I don't blame you. You know, I, I've had a couple of problems. Not not too many when I'm using eBay and I'm making sure to buy people from nine nine hundred percent. But yeah, why why go through the house if you don't have to? I mean, if I can get a new game for the same price or close to it, I'm going to go for the new game every time. I don't feel like it's worth it. I don't mind supporting 
publishers and Nintendo and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's an added bonus. So I mean, for me, that, I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh. Uh, I was just saying that's one of the reasons why I bought Nier. I know I'm not going to actually get around to it any day or anything like that, but it was on sale, and and I kind of support you know what they were trying to do with the game, especially. I, I really think that more games need original characters, especially fatherly figures that are taking care of their daughters. A lot of times, you know, it's either the spiky hair kid or the guy's a buffoon or something like that. So, you know, in a way I kind of, you know, if I see something like that, I like to support the people too. Yeah. And they do a good fair. job. Yeah. So I was debating for a long time whether I should get the GameCube version or the Wii version. Like, oh, the waggle control is going to bug me that much. Should I just get the Wii version? Should I get the GameCube one? Uh, I think what finally convinced me is I watched an old episode of the One Up show. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they sat around for like it was like a forty-minute special about the Wii launch and how excited everyone was over the Wii. It's kind of sad to watch this in, in like the past, but they everyone on the who was uh, in hey, the roundtable seemed to. I went to Toys R Us at five in the morning for a Wii, so I was excited at the Wii launch, and I got my Twilight Princess and never finished it. <laughs> it's just everyone was so excited about the Wii. Oh my god, the Wii! It's here finally. Finally, mm-hmm. and then now you hear anyone talk about like those same people talk about the Wii. It's nothing but bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they they sounded like they enjoy the wild controls enough, and I I figured it's probably easier to track down a, a new copy of the Wii version than the GameCube version at this point. So, but didn't we I, just find out that Nintendo had twelve of the top twenty games of the past month? So they're doing pretty fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if it's really people been like, well, you know, they're down on the Wii. I don't think they're down on the Wii as much as just. Gaming in general right now seems to be kind of um, we centric, un- unsure. <laughs> unsure, right? I mean, now Sony and and three and and Microsoft are trying to do their motion, and Nintendo's trying to do three D, and you know Sony's trying to do three D, and Microsoft's like we don't own any TVs, so we don't care. And um, it seems like now instead of working on the games, we're going to start working on making things um, gimmicky and quirky, and uh, it seems like a very unsure time. For the gaming well, industry, yeah, they kind of. I, I and I could be wrong. You're a lot closer to the industry than I'll ever be, but I mean, I think it's a little reactionary. They saw how good the Wii was doing, and it took them a while to come up with something they thought would be the next best thing. So everyone's kind of bringing out their guns and saying, "Oh, we're going to have the next best thing. We've got the wand, or we've got camera controls, kinetics, and you know, DS has got 3D." Well, but um, well, it was so funny well, that it's so funny that while they're all kind of beating their chest saying that, um, that everyone who was talking about the show after the show was commenting on all the great games that Nintendo had, because at the end of the day, you know these these guys like Sony and stuff, it just seems like they forgot that it's the gamers that got them to where they're at. Well, yeah. well you it, know what? But when Just Dance does number five, maybe the gamers don't matter so much anymore. Well, and that's what they were looking at. I mean, they, these people aren't stupid. I mean, that's what they were looking at when they started coming up with their own version of motion control and stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, hardcore gamers can say whatever they want about the Wii, but it's the numbers that matter. And the Wii still continues to sell. Yeah. It's still the number one, you know, selling yeah. console that's out there. And the, the game's still, ah, you know, not last month. The, game's still selling. the 360, not last month. the 360 Slim took the slim. throne from the Wii. Slim for the win. Yep. By the right. way, so they, they uh, it's, come out with a new version of their console just to yes, finally <laughs> yeah. for like a month. <laughs> you know, because right. it'll be back, will be back next month. It'll be back. <laughs> then, then the wink. Then the Wii will come out with a pink edition, and it'll be you know, it'll be the wink edition. It'll be green and gold. It'll be all dressed up as yeah. Link. It'll be wink. It'll be the wink. Speak- 
Uh, Speaking of Lake Twilight uh, Princess, in case in case any of any any of our listeners are interested, the GameCube version is going for about thirty thirty five dollars used, brand new forty. So yeah, people are trading that one like it's like it's worth something. Yeah, the um, the Wii edition is actually you know going cheaper, brand new. You can get it for thirty thirty five, and and used you can get it for twenty five. Okay. I also figured that if I get the Wii version, it'd be easier to um seventy five on Amazon. Play. Oh my gosh. $75 for the GameCube one. Are PS3 games on sale this week or something? Where? Everywhere? Oh, I, I was... I was uh, yeah, oh I my gosh, going. Okami's $15 on the Wii. Everyone go buy that now. Go buy it. Go buy it. Let's stick on my PS2 version, okay? As long as you have a copy. Final Fantasy thirteen is like $45, and God of War 3 is $42. Okay. Both no, they're just, out in March. they're just well, they came out in March. It's a square game. They don't do that. Yeah, you can you can find. I mean, any of these these games. This, I mean, this just is in Amazon's case, price. Hit a sale. Hey, here's a question for you guys: Should I be buying E7? Should I be pre-ordering that? Why? I don't know. Should I be? I'm asking you well, why. Um. Yes. You played it though. You, sh- you should be telling us. I didn't get a good impression of it. Yes, you should. We All haven't right. pu- we haven't even put up an impression of it because it was just a, such a weird impression situation. Right, we had to play three games in like twenty minutes. It was kind of like um, this one. I flew around and got chopped up by windmills. That's, that's, that's what this <laughs> that, one is. That E7. was the best part. <laughs> and then there was these three, which had like a good soundtrack and looked a little better to me. And then there was uh, the uh, remake of the original Ease, which looked a bit too old school for me. That, that was my impression. Running into sideways. <laughs> but this one is a nice collector's package for E7. Mm-hmm. Look at that. You get like Go an art it. book and a CD. I'll never play it though. It's like fifty bucks on the PSP. That's crazy. Crazy. What? That you would not play something you buy. Let's see what crazy. the chat room says. They say they don't say anything. They're talking about just dance still and a three D <laughs> iPad. Wow. They got excited about something else. Yeah. What about? Oh, you get a map. You get a big cloth map with E seven. That that's appealing. Look at that. That's worth a lot. I buy a lot of games I don't play. Like we the one you made stop. me buy, what? Chris. You haven't what? played it yet? What, Chris? Which one? Chris. What did Mike. I make you buy? Mike made me. No, it was <laughs> Mike. You need to yeah, play it. it. Mike. Well, the wife was playing what it. What game? And, you know, the listeners are crying out as one. What game? Soccer Wars. Soccer Wars? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Play it. Yep, yep. I bought it. Just because of the art book, because so Mike said the art book was so good and stuff like that. And I, I don't really have type right now. I'm playing Dragon Quest. It's always oh, you know, it's all about Dragon all Quest. All right, now. that's okay. If you're gonna Even play though Dragon there's Quest no casino, instead. I'm still playing it. You know what we need to do? We need an RPG cast challenge where we all go back into our like gigantic 50-game uh, backlog and pick one and beat it. Instead 50? of buying something mine's, new every mine's month. Mine's like 500. Mine's I'm, like I'm okay with that. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. should make the readers pick for us. So we all have to put up lists of our backlog and have them we'll, tell we'll, us what we'll we're pick, playing. We'll pick ten games. What? And of from our collection that I we're think we should put play. the whole damn collection up. Well, mine's on oh. a database, so I can do that. No, <laughs> mine's on a huge spreadsheet. I can do it. It's just going to take like a spreadsheet. I'll put up photos, and you guys <laughs> oh, can read them and oh, figure good, out what I have. <laughs> and actually, then I'll be like, "No, idea. I actually played that one." <laughs> actually, wait a minute, though. If we do, if we do that, it would be kind of hard for listeners to try to pick a game that all three of us have. Instead, well, that's of- why you no, would no, put no. up lists so you could figure that out. Well, they don't yeah, have well, that. We could. We don't have to play the same game, do we? It would be more interesting uh-huh, if it was uh-huh. like a game club. Oh, I see. But you're right. No, we don't have to. 
Because we, we could, we could, we could, the listeners could be like, all right, you need some more tales in your life, so you're going to play tales. You, you haven't played a strategy RPG in three years. You need to play a strategy RPG or, you know, figure out what our appropriate penance is for having poor opinions on the podcast or something like and that. I'm sure it'd be so interesting to hear a perspective like on these games that maybe have been sitting on our shelf for two or three, four years now and mm-hmm. see if it's still relevant to us. And I mean, do we regret buying it and not touching it for all this long or? Should we have not bought it to begin with? So we could put the list up and just see what people come up with. Maybe they'll all agree we need to play the same game, or maybe they'll be like, no, you need to play this, you need to play this, you need to play this. I'm just going to be scared that people are going to see that I have the whole Dot Hack collection and make me play it. Well, I, I would make you play it just to be cruel, but... Yeah. I know, that's why... <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what they're going to say? All of us need to play Demon Souls or something like that. Yeah, Demon Souls. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> you don't have it? No. Really? I forgot Lucky. to buy it when it went on for thirty dollars. Oh, so now I'm waiting again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been listening to my friend play it, and she's like—I swear, she's just torturing herself now. Okay, uh, I've heard it's not too bad, actually. Um, by many, many, many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I... no, she was telling me something like I, this morning. She was like, "Yeah, I lost a hundred and thirty in the last day and a half and I'm like that sounds like a lot mm-hmm. okay lucky day uh, we got another story here though so let's uh, let's move on because I don't even know what we were talking about anymore um, it's a long diversion it's... from something oh from no Zelda we started Zelda for that <laughs> oh, one. Oh, I thought you would moved into an East story no there wasn't actually an East story it just came up <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, so here's another game that's coming out soon that we should be looking into. That's Atelier Rorona. Yeah. Rorona. Um, yeah. So go to nisamerica.com slash games slash Roro, R-O-R-O, and you'll get the new Atelier Rorona website. It's coming out fall of 2010, and of course they have no news or updates on the site yet. <laughs> I don't know what they have, but they got they've got we, pretty we background music. The week they've got background music, so you can go and enjoy the background music and learn about how it's an RPG with really pretty looking graphics and item synthesis stuff, and a little girl who play. looks like it's not legal for you to be playing with her. So, you know, yeah, I'd rather play with her owner mistress thing, but her owner mistress thing. Yes, what are you talking about? Okay, does she actually so have a, a mistress the, the in girl, charge of her? The the girl works in an alchemist lab. Yeah, and she's sworn to servitude for paying off a debt to this other female, mm-hmm. and that's why she has to work there. Mm-hmm. And the, this girl is totally you like the like... dominating ones, don't you? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, we, yeah, we were making lots of jokes on Thursday about what she could be wearing a lot oh, more interesting than what she was right. wearing. We'll be getting into that later too. Jeez, so much stuff to come up, cover. We should get moving. So we'll talk more <laughs> about that in a minute. Um, Finally, we got some more black and white news. Uh, Pokemon black and white, that is. So check this out. If you play it on the 3DS, much like the the couple generations ago, Pokemon was like one of the first games to use the, the DS voice chat service. This will allow players on the 3DS with Pokemon black and white to hold video chats over the Wi-Fi, over the Nintendo Wi-Fi. Um, up to four players will be able to do the same via local. So if you're local, I don't know why you need to do video chats. Because I'm that bored with my I life. I really <laughs> don't understand that one. But if you're if you're remote over Wi-Fi, two people could do a video chat because apparently Skype isn't good enough for you. And uh, that's it. 
Uh, oh, DSi will also work. So the DSi or the 3DS. So as long as it has a front-facing camera, it'll be do, able to do that. Um, and then uh, also we'll have a tag mode similar to Dragon Quest IX um, and a lot of games, really. I don't know why. Uh, a lot of games have a tag mode on the DS. Um, it'll be a t- have a tag mode where I guess you can you know put the DS to sleep and hope you'll pass by somebody else who owns a game. And since it's Pokemon, you might actually have a chance since Dragon Quest is not working out so well for me. Not working out for me either. Yeah, nobody has uh, it. I, I'm thinking of like going to lunch at McDonald's today, just out of hopes that someone will have their Dragon Quest there. Like, really? I'm getting I think desperate. your best chance is Comic Con or PAX. Yeah, Comic really, Con, PAX, yeah. or the GameStop events. You know, and, and that thing sucks your battery down. So don't expect yeah, to does. take it with you to PAX in the morning and to have have stuff at night because your battery will have gone dead and you will have lost whatever you tag during the day. So you actually need to like turn it off during the day and like you know and go save. Otherwise you will not save well, this, whatever you This tag. is why I think that and I don't want I think people start checking the PAX forms for this. This is why I think it should be a little more organized. Yep. I think there should be a room Well there is there section. there is a section of PAX dedicated to Wi Fi gaming on the DS. No, there isn't. Yes, there's two there's, hallways. There's two giant hallways with yes, beanbags that's everywhere. What, people, that's I, what it is. No, I want a Dragon Quest corner. I want people to actually go there and like, yes, I have Dragon Quest. Yes, we're doing tag. And you go there and there are people there and you just, you're there, you're done. It takes, you know, you don't have to wander around and hope you find someone. You just all gather together. I'm going to drain the battery for two hours. Okay, okay. well, you're buzzing game. again, so you're going to need to hold on a minute is what you're going to need to do. <laughs> Okay, well, um, apparently my computer decided it didn't really want your rant to go on. But, uh, yes, apparently they need to organize something at PAX. You should get on the forums now and try and do it because I think that's how you do stuff at PAX. Okay, so what we really need to do is organize it and then get a big picture of a slime and just make, like, a a signpost out of it, and it can just be there, and that will be where the Dragon Quest is. I think we should do that. See, I have a very little slime. I don't have a big slime. Do you have a big slime? No, you get a picture of one. No, you should bring a big beanbag slime. Or one of those hoary controllers and hold never it over your head. Oh, you could do Puff Puff with two of the hoary slime controllers. I'm not no? talking to you anymore. Never, yeah, I'm still talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore. All right. You're wrong. All right. Well, well, you know, since we're not talking, apparently everyone should go read something on the site. Uh, by Becky Cunningham, she wrote an impression of the Dragon Age DLC add-on called Leliana's Song. Um, that's a recent uh, downloadable content expansion for Dragon Age. It lasts about four hours, and she gives you full impressions of it, which I think is as close as we're going to get to a review of DLC. So go check that out if you've been wondering whether or not you should buy that. And also check out Adrian Denowden's, uh Death Spank review to see if dispensing just justice on uh, and being a hero of the downtrodden, as we learned a couple weeks ago, is something you want to do on your PS3 or 360. Apparently it is, because he gave it a four out of five says it's hilarious, has a great mix of adventure and hack and slash gameplay, great voice acting, terrific visual style, but you know, the combat's a little simplistic, but you know I think that could be forgiven. So go check it out and get uh, into that game where you can collect unicorn poop. Yay. Yeah. What? Blue, blue dragon says hi? What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's unicorn <laughs> poop in blue dragon? No, there's just poop just in general. Just a lot of poop. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Death Spank, there's unicorn poop. Uh, I really want to play Death Spank, and I hope I finish GQ9 somewhat soon so I can start on that because that's I'm only, really that's looking forward to Death Spank. It, it's one of them, yeah. I really want to play that, but I'm going to try and focus. You could just... No, never what? mind. Play both? You could nah. just play the Death Spank now and play Dragon Quest when you're done because uh, I don't think uh, Death Spank's uh, as long. Uh, I know. It's but I know shorter. what happens when we do that, so... Yeah, I don't want to get distracted. I want to finish Dragon Quest. Um, 
But we've That's been distracted from the fact that we should be doing our picks now. So, Michael, why don't you give us your pick of the week? Uh, besides Dragon Quest? No, nah, it probably <laughs> is Dragon Quest, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is Dragon Quest, huh? That's my yes. pick of the week as well. Is it anyone else's pick of the week? Phil, wake up. I'm not saying anything because oh, it's not my pick of the week. It's not his pick of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-uh. Nope. You're not liking no, it? No, because I knew you guys were going to pick that, and I have to be different. Ah, okay. Fair enough. He's got to be different. He can't do the yep. pick we all did. So nope. check that out. Uh, Dragon Quest Nine, Mike, what are you thinking so far? It's it's feeling very interesting to me. Like It's like Dragon Quest. They tried to change a couple things, and they refused to change a lot of others. Yeah, um, you know, I like some of the things they did with the battle system, but I think they didn't go far enough. Yeah, I think I like every change they did and really think that there's a lot of other crap they need to change that they didn't. But I'm sure you would disagree with me because I think the save system needs a complete overhaul. I know people, Uh, we we had this discussion, I don't know if we did or, but some of we, yeah, it was in in the staff channel. We had the big discussion of what does save anywhere get you nowadays. Well, now wait a minute. You can you can suspend save anywhere. Yeah, and right. if you die, the big penalty is you only lose half the gold that you were carrying that you didn't stuff in the bank, and right. then you're just gonna, so. What's but the big deal? I haven't seen a bank yet, which is kind of weird. Uh, it's in the inn in Stornway. A, a lot of these features that make it easy are only it's accessible in, in one place. Yeah, it's the same crap where you still have to go to the priest to check your experience. Like they they make they make no, it hard on you. Yeah, you no, know, to see to the next level. Yes, you do. You oh, can't see the um, it, there's a priest there's a priest skill or something that lets you see that it's <laughs> called divination. Okay. <laughs> oh, is yeah. that what that does? I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not lo- yeah. I'm not putting points just to see that, but that's interesting. I, 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 I sat there it and put a bunch just of points. Be on the menu next to your current experience, all right? Should be slash. Hey, for the small price <laughs> of 15 skill points, you too can see how much experience points By it takes using to get a skill point. on each person individually, right? No. Uh, you no, know, I didn't actually use it. It's the same as the I could use it. I have divination because I've been raising that skill for other things. Oh, okay. So let's see. Um, I've been raising my priest staff skills. Vivian, divination. Oh, the Almighty is talking to me. Miss needs 3,303. Aaron needs 1,400. Okay, so you have to use it once and you get the whole party. That's good. Yeah, and it doesn't use MP. Does it use MP? I don't know. No, usually not. for. just needs 294. Nice. This yeah, this is a. It's an interesting thing. So, so Dragon Quest yeah. Nine, it's like a Dragon Quest game. You 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 start out like any other Dragon Quest game. You're a lone, silent hero who has gets pulled into a big quest and he has to save the world, right? In this game, unlike Dragon Quest Eight, there's no um, voice acting, and there is no party members who have any sort of personality or plot to them whatsoever. Um, it's really just your character and um, a fairy who is better than Navi, but not much. Who accompanies you on your adventure? Well, she doesn't annoy you like all the time. She doesn't yeah, like, she hey, just, listen. That's right. She just has her cutscene. Hey, scene. listen. Like, yeah. And she's just yeah. This one's just like, look, I'm gonna be this this ditzy slutty thing, and you're and just she gonna likes, enjoy it. Yeah. Um, in this game, uh, they decided to add elements of fashion design to your outfit picking outing, and apparently you get bonuses to your combat if you have good fashion. Uh, really? You, yes, you do. It it increases certain sets of moves if you have good style. It's in the manual. You should go check it out. Yeah, but what what is good style? Does that mean they all have to I match? I don't know. They don't, they don't tell you what the style points are on each piece of equipment. You have to figure that out by equipping it and unequipping it and seeing the difference in your style. Because they refuse to fully embrace more modern 
you know, design for stats and stuff. I don't, I don't know why. That's how they decided to do it. You still have to go to a priest to save, but you can quick save. So if you're stuck in a dungeon, you can suspend it and turn the system off. But that's it. Yeah. And you've only when got one save slot. On, like, yeah. Eh. You've only got one save slot. And so if you're sitting at home in your middle of the dungeon, you, I just want to go back to town. Well, no, you can't go back to town. You can quick you save sure? and come back and do this sure later. You can evac. Evac. Yeah, if, not the, if you don't have evac the, yet. You, can, you well, get evac in like the first seven levels of a minstrel, yeah. which is what you're defaulted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to have evac. I mean, you, you got. And there's if you no, don't have evac, you can always buy. I mean, of course, I can't see how you can't have it. But if you don't, there's always that cheap item that does the same Chimera thing. Chimera wing. No, Chimera wing only oh, works you outside. Fight, it doesn't yeah, take. No, no, no. Places. There's another oh, one yeah, that gets and, you and, out of the dungeon. And you still can't teleport if you're inside a dungeon because you hit your head on the roof. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> guys, it's a teleport a... spell. Just let me go to town directly. Guys, Why do yeah. I have to do this? I uh, know, but there is a separate item that does get you out of the dungeons. As, uh, uh, but there doesn't does need that. to be. I don't know why they have some of these trappings in here anymore. They're just, they don't embrace it's any, they don't quest. help anything. I mean, it's not helping me by forcing me to only be able to quick save when I'm not in a town. What is that helping me? What is that adding to my experience? What, I only see that it takes it's away from my experience. It's a journey. You, <laughs> How it's does a quick save friend. impact my journey ability? No, quick save I, is- it's a DS, and therefore, when your red light comes on, you're like, "Crap! I better save and stop playing." Uh-huh. No, I mean, I, you know, on one hand, uh, I, I wouldn't like it to just, I don't know, I, I guess I could always say I wouldn't. I use should it be able I, to save on the overworld map. That's what I think. On, yeah, on the overworld map, that's fine. But I mean, no, I, I don't really think that far so because I don't think you should save in the overworld map because of the fact that now they're the monsters, and you're basically out on the wild. So the whole point of, well, I'm supposed to be able to take a rest and sleep? Well, no, mm-hmm. because monsters come and jump on your face. <laughs> you set up camp or something. Who cares? You can come well, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure if I set up a camp to fire... We'll just say I'm setting up camp. You know, the, the it works. It slime knight over there Mike, isn't going to come Mike, from you, you're the thinking anyway. a bit too realistically I am, in a it's game... It's all about realism and Dragon Quest. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> in a game where they assert that a pair of blue jeans has more armor protection than iron plate leggings, all right? I don't know what you're no, talking about. That, yes. Yes. Have, you haven't gotten to the blue jeans yet, have you? better than the panties, so yeah. I don't, we're going in the right direction here. Yeah, you well, know, the, jeans, the blue jeans are pretty darn high level compared to... Yeah, they're, they're a lot better than, like, bronze armor and iron armor. <laughs> were, were they stonewashed? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> They That'd must be have been. Bonus, they must have been. Armor class. Now, I mean, one of the things I've always appreciated about Dragon Quest is that they were a little bit tougher than your average run-of-the-mill Final Fantasy or whatever have you. When you went splunking into a dungeon, uh, you felt like you needed to either get through that whole dungeon, and if you were a little bit over your head or whatever have you, you need to go out and grind some more whatever because you were at risk at losing something. If you could save anywhere, then that risk element is taken away completely. The risk element doesn't add anything there- to gameplay. It no, does. I was there, and I go in the tower, and I'm thinking, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I might get to the end, but I might not be able to have enough uh, magic left that I need to save, so maybe I should go back, because I've been getting a lot of gold, and you know, I know when I get but to the next they town. Already dis- they already nope. neutralized the penalty in this game. No, All you lose is half not. your gold. It doesn't matter. Big, it's no, not a big, big deal. deal. What, you've no, uh, what are you, to- how much are you saving that you have that much to lose? I have uh, 8,000 right now. Been, you should be spending a, that. If you've I been did, in a dungeon. I forget that in the dungeon I'm in. That's you, right. If you've you been got 8,000 in, for... in one dungeon? Yeah, in the tower to find Jack. You should be I've like done by gold. that point. I am. I'm the, near the top. And now I'm thinking okay. maybe I should leave, go back to town. 
and save Make sure or I have deposit magic. your gold. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Try guys. again, Phil. Guys, let me try again. Okay. <laughs> the actual the actual number of gold isn't what's important here, Chris. The fact is, if you were in a dungeon for an hour yeah. and you die, you've lost thirty minutes of gold grinding. Of gold that's grinding, but lost. I still have my yes. item and experience grinding. Which, you still have your item experience, so you're not going to shut more, it off. You're not going to throw it off. You're not going to throw it out the window completely. It's not a total uh, demon soul, uh, you know, type of experience or one of those uh, net hack type games. But there is a cost associated with. It. If you could save anywhere, that that kind of that kind of risk versus reward element is stripped away completely. That, that, then then your mind will just say before the big boss, go and take on the big boss. If you lost, no big deal, you know. And then that that that's what one of the things that makes it's already telling me that it's already telling me that by only letting me risk my money. But you are risking something. Money's important. You still have you still have a penalty for dying and a penalty for pushing yourself too far, which is you know, Dragon Quest has never been about well, it's the ultimate challenge. It's supposed to be about the the entire journey of I'm leaving. Specifically said this one's harder because now people can cheat on the internet. So it is supposed to be cheat on the internet? Yeah. Apparently because you all talk to each other on the internet, they had to make this Dragon Quest harder. Good. Because Dragon Quest eight was too easy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I didn't even have to cheat on the internet. I just had to go to Slimeland and then live there for a while. And then I come out and I'm like, everything dies now. Slimeland? Yes. You go to the, the Valley of the Slimes and All there's right. metal slimes and king metal slimes. I haven't found a good place like that yet. No, but they give you metal slimes in the, like, the third dungeon. Yeah, it's I like, can't here, catch just, them. You just trap them against the wall before they can dive down. Before they can dive down. Okay, so okay. when they run away, they have mm-hmm. to get a certain distance and then they disappear. If you just run them straight into a wall... They get stuck, <laughs> and then you go get them and beat them oh, up. Oh, okay. Because apparently, once you're in battle, they don't run away. I haven't had one run away yet, but you, they run away on the map. So if you catch them, it seems like you get to kill them. Okay. I've yet to see anything run away in a battle, actually. It's kind of weird. Another thing you won't see in this game is a casino. <laughs> oh, my casino! I want my casino! I need my... my fun and I don't particularly and... miss the casino, but these guys do a lot. So The casino was casino. a good distraction. That's like Final Fantasy. I could go play poker online or... if I need that. But you right, can't but do you it don't get gold. You don't get hot dresses out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and bunny ears. Right. And... Bunny ears and whips that are awesome. Yeah, and... I want to ask you guys about that. Do you guys really enjoy putting the hot costumes on these girls? They look like, like your little cousin or, well, or your nephew. It's or usually like, decent the... stats, too, so I do it for that reason. All right. But not for like because they look good in it. Cause I'm, I'm, I don't. I, I'm sure Michael does. I'm, I'm intentionally dressing Aaron. <laughs> the and, problem and is he named his the one who can wear all the hot costumes in his party. He named it after his daughter, so he's having trouble dressing the character who's like. His I know it's like. Hotly. Well, no, I was I was like, well, she needs a dress, right? And you get her dress. I'm like, yeah. holy cow! They gave her a rack. Okay, that's not cool. You no, have to you wear can't this, wear that. Uh, no, here's a robe. This. Put that on. <laughs> here's a here's a robe, and you can cover your head. And yeah. <laughs> they do have a fur hood you can pick up. So yeah, you can. That's right. And that. don't date until you're thirty. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm actually the the kind of guy if I'm playing a, a female character and whatnot, and I've had this happen in Warcraft before because I got you know a couple of female characters I play. If, if I put it on and it's a bikini outfit, no, that's okay. I, I don't need to see that. I'll just I don't want to see somebody running around in underwear, you know. So I'll put on a robe or something that maybe has less stats just because of that. I just don't want to see a character running around in bikinis. I don't care if it's a guy or a girl. I only see a guy in thongs. I only see a chicken bikini while I'm playing my video games. Well, you can put a guy in a thong in this game. 
Nice. Yeah. You can? Does he look like yeah. Borat? It's actually really good stats, too. <laughs> it's just the, like... the only knickers I've seen were all were female-marked only. Uh, this one, the, the item description for this one is it puts the T in testosterone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, oh. it doesn't look good, no. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, fashion aside, the, uh, you know... The game's balanced really well. It's like the right amount of grinding before a dungeon. The dungeons haven't been too long. Um, they're fun. They're interesting. The story's good enough. Um, it, 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 I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I, I do wish there was voice acting, but uh, everything seems right. It's like, you know, minor uh, right. UI no, issues I... aside that we differ on. It, the game is like it's, they're okay. doing RPG the way it should be done. They're doing RPG, but I don't like some certain things. Yeah. Okay. The first thing I don't like is... The emotions of running around and hunting down the monsters are really cute, but they're not consistent. They're what does that not. Mean? Okay, so literally, it seems like oh, it's time for the warrior to go attack, and everyone kind of like just scatters around. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's like, I, well, that's a feature in the manual. That's supposed to make it feel more like the tension of a real battle. Well, it does. Except literally, it's like she will run towards the enemy. Mm-hmm. And like Vivian will have to jump out of the way. It's like she's like, why? Why was she standing there next to it anyway? Well, that's and, the point. And then you'll flip to her turn, and now she's like back by the enemy. Okay. The positions aren't set. But the positions well, also don't mean anything, so I don't know yeah, why you would care. And that's the other thing I don't like is it's still based on these groups. So I can have one slime on one side of the map, but one slime on the other side of the map. But if they're in this yeah. magical group it's, that nobody it's understands... It's just for looks to make the, it less boring to watch the battle. That's them all back it together. is. It's just to make it less That's boring right. to watch. When you cast that magic spell, all of a sudden they appear on the same side. But and every yeah, time they right, it's, it's for aesthetics only. That's all it's for. And then, I, then they... They you know they do the sweet because, breath because if it, standing right next to each other and it, yeah. because because Mike if it was if it, if it was more than that it wouldn't be Dragon Quest would it I I wanted to, I wanted to see like even this if, is not Dragon Quest in that if respect. you're gonna cast something AOE I was hoping that like some of my people would be by next to each other and someone get hit no they all get hit whatever it's magic then it AOE becomes, then it becomes a tactical RPG instead of a very traditional I, I was kind RPG. of hoping for that a little bit I was thinking <laughs> maybe we'd advance it just a little Dragon War. Or Dragon Quest Tactics. That's what I'm looking for. Dragon, that would be pretty darn cool. Dragon Quest know, Tactics, wouldn't it? Oh, dude, I'd shell out money for that. Exactly. See, we're I'm already like, talking. We're changing let's, classes let's just, and stuff. I, find, oh, I know. I heard the classes, yeah. and I, I saw the battle oh, system. Yes. Like maybe oh. this is going to be tactical, but oh, it, it's the same, and I like it. But let, that let's, would be let's a, that would be one of those tactics. rare. Yeah, that'd be one of those rare games I'd actually pay a full sixty bucks for if it was on a PS3. Holy cow, that would be awesome. All right, so you guys wishing you had a DSi XL for this game? I don't see the difference, personally. I like it the way it is. Um, I like physics. I like physics. Quote: I seem to enjoy DS games more on the XL. The size helps. Yeah, size size matters. matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, versus what you're playing on, it would be way, 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 way bigger. Yeah, but I'm not spending 170 bucks just for a slightly bigger screen. Yeah, I know. Just for a few games. Especially now that we've learned that apparently DS games are not going to be coming out on the RPGs or something like that. Yeah, the DS lineup is kind of... (laughs) Anorexic. Yeah. Anorexic. Save that money for a 3DS and you can play all your games on that nice screen. You know, I just appreciate how polished this game is. And there's just something about the way they do a game versus the way most other people do games. And you, you just get the feeling, like, from this one at least, that these people know what they're doing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I've I've got my gripes too, um, but they're at the end of the day, they're minor compared to the fact that the whole package is is so well put together. Yeah. I personally would like to see more details and what I'm buying with my stat points, especially yep. since I don't see a respec option. So unless that, from when what I understand, you hit, hit level, level ninety nine hundred or something, like yeah, that. something like that, which I'll never get to. Yeah. So I would have I would appreciate it if if you know before buying or wasting my skill points, if I could mouse over them or, or cursor over them or whatever and see exactly what they do. Um, I mean, some of them are self-explanatory, agility plus ten or, or something like that. But when you have a skill like Blockschkenfield, I'm like, what? What the? What the hell is that? Blockschkenfield. You know? I, I, I was kind of surprised that wasn't in the manual. Yeah. I thought that that should that would have been something that. I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah, there's a guide, but you know what? There's some basic stuff that I thought should be in the manual, and that wasn't there. Yeah. After you buy it, it'll tell you what it does, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, even then, I still don't know what Blockenspiel does. It's no, like you can figure that out in your in your attributes or something. I also have now done something where Vivian will randomly in, engineer its monsters. I don't know why she's doing that. There's well, nothing. Well, she will what? She'll what? She'll randomly entrance them. They'll just start staring at oh, her. Oh, her charm. Oh. Yeah, high charm makes monsters just stare at you and go. Oh. Apparently, priests get high charm because this, she's the only one that really. Well, minstrels starts. get high charm. Um, yeah, if you but raise I, that apparently, there. I need girl monsters. Well, it might be the dress she's wearing. It might be the dress. Yeah, she's wearing a. Orange oh, oh wait, that's or... right. You put her back into a robe. You put her into a sack. Well, the robe, the robe had higher stats. <laughs> you found a so. shopping bag yeah. and say you're wearing this. But it's kind of creepy sitting there, and it's like <laughs> monsters are falling in love with my daughter. Yeah, there, there, well, there's, there's, gives die. you reason to kill them. <laughs> I'm, I'm killing them faster now. Oh, you fell in wham. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, since we're talking about Dragon Quest, I think there's something we need to address because there's a question that I get over and over again about this game. Yeah. Um, a number of people that are out there still on the fence about whether or not to buy this game, uh, some of them haven't pulled the trigger because they see that multiplayer it was such a big part of the investment into this product. So they're saying, well, uh, you know, I play by myself. I'm a, I'm, I'm a hermit. You know, so should I really still go and get this game or I'm going to be missing a good part of it if, I'm, if I don't multiplay? I have an anecdote about that. Is, okay. Um, I think I, it's a long enough game and doesn't seem to matter. No, let me. him say his an- anecdote. Well, okay. I was I was uh, reading, you know, Parrish is like the biggest Dragon Quest Nine evangelist there is. Uh-huh. And what, when Jeremy I was Parrish from what up? Jeremy Parrish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, sort of like, I was reading some of his old back catalog of articles, and he was saying that whenever you sort of went into tag mode with someone, you could see their stats, like how long they've been playing. And apparently most of the people that he interacted with in this tag mode and when he was in Tokyo for to- TGS last year, most people had played the game for maybe upwards of like 200, maybe close to 150 hours, close to 200, but maybe they spent four hours in multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, was like a not, significant it, it, number ta- of people. They're using they it for with. tag mode is what they're doing. They're putting in tag mode. They're going on the subway. They're trading uh, heroes from other games, come and live into your game, and they might bring treasure maps with them. And that's what they're really doing. It's trading these treasure maps and stuff. So I'm just saying, if these people can spend 200 hours, 200 yeah. like, like playing this game, and maybe spending only four hours in the multiplayer mode, and I think that's like a big chunk of of, of the Japanese uh, people who bought this game. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Well, I don't know how scientific Parrish's experiences are, but yeah, uh, it's Hey, it's a it's a random snip of Tokyo, and apparently mm-hmm. people like playing the game without really needing to be a multiplayer. So mm-hmm. you know, I've. I, I had my hesitations, but so far I, I just I don't really think that's a big of a deal. I think at the end of the month when I go to the event and we get some of these things, then I can really make the decision. But I don't feel I'm missing anything at this point. Yeah, I I think the one thing that stands out a little, if you compare this with let's say Dragon Quest Eight, 
um, that the multiplayer clearly had an impact on us. The fact that your other characters, as a result, they 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 are you make those characters, and therefore they don't really have any story. Uh, they don't have any dialogue. It's really just the main. Hey, character mine have story. What's your problem? Oh, if, you, if you're not related dress, to your character, that's not dre- my problem. Dressing her up in bikinis, from what I understand. Um, so. Yeah, that might be that. But so far, the story is so well focused on the main character. I really haven't, you know, missed that as much. Really, I mean, it's a, it's a little negative, but it's not a big deal. I, I don't think if you're playing this game solo and whatever, you're missing out on a whole lot. So far, it seems like a very wholesome experience. Yeah, I do and miss I, the. There's no side story. I mean, you know, Jessica had a story. Uh, <laughs> uh, what snicker? Not uh, nothing. I'm doing something with the chat room. And I like the dialogue in Dragon Quest VIII. The you know the dialogue between the characters yeah. was part of the charm and stuff. Absolutely. Um, and you got to find each more about each one and do their little subquests and find you know basically to under, you know discover their past and things like that. And sometimes even have parts where it's like oh well now because of this we've learned in the past now you get this extra bonus quest and things like that. It's, it's kind of fun. You're not going to get any of that because obviously you're random people you've pulled out of an inn. But uh, on the other hand, it, it, it does feel it, it does feel pretty fun to do basically what harkens back to an older Dragon Quest games where you're making the whole party, so every character is your creation, and 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 the development of that character is fully up to you as far as you know combat potential and whatnot, and even how you dress the characters, I suppose. So do you, do you feel more attached to the characters as a result? Well, I made them my family, which worked for Etrian Odyssey, so I'm kind of feeling the attachment I had before. Um, so it's hard to say. I mean, because I've just done random things like Final Fantasy's, you know, PSP one, where it's like you just make random people, and without this personal attachment to the person who I've made, I don't feel any attachment to the character themselves. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, hey, if I'll... it was just if it was just Joe, I couldn't give care about Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I I kind of do the same thing. I you know name characters of people I know. I li- I like the fact that I'm choosing you know exactly how they develop you know so to speak their classes and whatnot and and to an extent you know you're picking out their armor so even kind of you know making up the look of your party and you're like yeah those are my people and that that that's definitely got an element of coolness to it. It's pretty much a fair trade off I think. I, I miss some of those old days like in Final Fantasy One where you built your whole you know you picked out exactly what characters and how you were going to approach the game from the beginning of the game. Right. Um, it's nice to see that brought back. So I, I just know. wish there was a there'd be a cool it'd be kind of, it, I just wish maybe this is just wishful thinking but I would think that in the 21st century with as much room as we have on carts nowadays and whatnot um, you'd think there'd be a way to somehow you know pull a, dra- a, a Dragon Age Origins or something and, and somehow at least be able to give these characters at least enough personality to talk or, or give them some kind of story or something so they interact more with the game even though you created them. I don't even I know that was, you were meant to have companions the way they originally conceived the game. Yeah, because it was just supposed to be a multiplayer action RPG when they first started. Yeah, mm. yeah, but those weren't popular. Too bad Monster Hunter hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Well, no, they they. I mean, blew I up. think it was Dragon, popular, but people Dragon said, people "No, this is not. Dragon Quest. We need our you, crappy save system and our and our parties." <laughs> how, <laughs> yeah. how do you feel about the save system, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for you guys. Um, have you made anyone besides your original three? Um, I did. I made one and recruited two. I think because they didn't okay, have but, a martial artist. No, I mean, artist. but you've you've picked your four. Yeah. Right. Have you ever made another one just no. to mix them? I can in? just change their I job. I know. I couldn't figure out why it was like. Well, oh, you that's just your respec. In. If you make a new one, that's your true respec. 
but you have to level them up. <laughs> you have to level them up. So I'm like, yeah, can I respec them and have them back up to level 20? No, of course not. You can well, get to level I... 10 really quickly. Yeah, I did notice that because it was like I started recruiting and it's like, great. Miss is level 12 and all you little pudges are level 1. This will be great. And I love how he gets all the experience. That's the best part in the battle system. You get 7, he gets 35. What? Why? Why, do, why does the person with the highest level get all the XP? Because it's a penalty against the lower level people. We're but not going to let you pee all those people. Faster. I know. Especially if, if they really truly wanted you to swap them in and out, then they would have given a penalty to the person. Or they would give a boost to the bottom, not to not penalize them. Yeah. Well, there you go. What, I know. So I was like um, confused why anybody would ever randomly recruit more people into their party. <laughs> I shot off. I just, you know, it's funny you should mention that because I, I got a message from um, Sean. Uh, this morning, saying that he his second party was now level ten. I was I didn't even think to ask him on time, but I just shot him off a message. Why do you have a second party? So we'll see what he says. What was wrong with your first party? They're on a yeah, second. Car- I, they're on his second DS and a second cartridge, so he can multiplay yeah. with each other. <laughs> so we see he can multiplay with himself. That, that, you know, that's the hardcore way to be able to do all this trading and stuff. I, yeah, thought, tra- I thought you only really got one from each person. Though. I don't know. I need a treasure map. I still haven't found a treasure map. I st- I'm missing a lot of quests. Someone help me I, find I, a treasure I map. All the- it's like, oh, I did the first downloadable quest is up. Yeah, but you, I can't do it yet. Why not? I, because I'm not high enough or something. It's like quest number 121, and I can't do it yet. Oh. It says, you have not met the requirements for this quest, but I've got it downloaded. Is, this, is there only one quest? What? On the on the store so far? Yeah, I think they only release like one a day or one a week or something like that, and then they. Uh, so if I miss some, uh, I think it's cumulative, but I'm not sure. But if I haven't bought any yet, then I'm missing out. You don't have to buy them. I you just you connect. No, you just connect. You just connect to DQVC. It downloads a quest. Oh crap! I'm in the middle of a tower. I can't do it right now. Oh poor thing. I'm out you of could, MP. You could evac, but then you could you'd hit your head on the the ceiling or something. No, you can evac. Okay. You can evac. You know, evac the, and, a, you know the evac. You can't chimera wing. Yeah. You can't chimera wing, but you can even evac. if there's a window, you just can't figure See, it out. See, instantly from dungeons, caves but, and but you know what? I did find out. You Chris, can't even. That I what, you should be able to jump out the window, and while you're falling, use uh, zoom. What if you panic? I was able to go out into the balcony of a castle. And yeah, it's no problem, right? That yeah. was pretty neat. Yeah. That was. That was oh, that's very neat. Yes. I didn't hit my head on a ceiling that no. didn't exist. That yeah. was a nice touch. Oh, yeah. I'm going to Stornway. Bye. Bye. No, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, I, I tell see, you. Okay, I so I cast Evac and then I cast Zoom. I don't really see why this makes you cry. Well, because I should just, that's my exact point. Why can't I just cast Zoom? Because there's no, if, there's no reason I can't do it by any you, laws of the game unless world. Unless you didn't have Evac. It's just, uh, if I didn't have Evac. Well, I'm level 7 now. My Zoom, you don't get, okay, you don't get Zoom until after you have Evac. Well, no, it depends on how far you level in the story, because it's all based on <laughs> Zoom. And this one, Zoom's triggered by the story. I'm sorry. So. That, 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 that's pointless. Mm-hmm. It's because hey. I'm inside a room. How dare I question I, the, I do the not, magic I do system not. of this r- world at being able to do... It's magic, people! It okay. can do whatever you decide it does. Here's, you write here's on the, the page, I, it will do I this now. Like is, and then this is an... Every, oh, I have 9,000 gold. Jeez. So in this one, I don't like is the whole... You have to, um, you get race spells so late in Dragon Quest. Yeah. Oh, I've got you, Zing. Don't die. Yeah. It and doesn't work all the time, <laughs> Yeah, well, Zing doesn't work. You need Kuzing to work. And yep. it's like... No, Kuzing just does it all to everybody, and it still doesn't work. No. Well, Kuzing just means everybody. 
Oh, then there's another one. Doesn't it? Yeah. No, I thought Kazing was yeah. the one where it worked no matter what. Whatever. It just cost twice as much magic. Oh, uh, whatever. It's still very annoying. I could use it. Um, I'm here to tell you about DQVC. Okay, so DQVC just opened for me. Yeah, because you just talked to her. No, I, I went in the inn and, and... It's the first time you've been in there when you have access to it, yes. Yes, so it just opened for me. And you should be able to talk to Aaron and get the alchemy pot, too. No, the alchemy pot's been there. We've been okay. making medicines. Okay, good for you. Uh, I think it might be time to move on to Phil's pick of the week. <laughs> 20 minutes later. Yeah. 20 minutes. Hey, it's Dragon Quest. That's okay. We can do 20 minutes on Dragon Quest. It's important. It is. So I picked up, when I picked up Dragon Quest, I picked up a second game, and, and it pretty much has a similar name, but it's Puzzle Quest 2. <laughs> Puzzle Quest 2? Which system did <laughs> you get it on? There the DS, because I'm an Xbox. DS. Okay. Um, and whatnot. I hear and, it's better on DS. Well, Is maybe. It? I don't know. I can't compare. We're not very thrilled with it on the 360. It's like, it's still Puzzle Quest, but like all the RPG elements, in my opinion, don't seem as good as the first one. Yeah, they seem to try to make it more... Com- How they're I mean, more slam I'm going to say that most people are going to like this better than Galactrix, but, you know... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that. Because except, really, except for the the timed gates, Galactrix wasn't that bad. Well, a lot of people didn't like those, though. A lot of people are whiny. A lot of people, a lot of people don't people like save whiny. systems. You have you to go like into it. an inn. I know. I didn't <laughs> mind the time gates. I had no problem. Uh... I'm what do you think? Stop. What do you right. think, Phil? Well, I mean, so far I'm liking it pretty good. It's a different flavor than than Puzzle Quest One. Uh, if if you haven't checked it out or whatnot, they've they've done a lot of tweaking and stuff. Your your weapons don't just give you some passive bonuses. You can actually use your weapon or your shield in battle by by using a different resource that they now have on the board. Um, it feels to me that the way that the monsters have been rebalanced and the way that you use your skills, I feel more like I'm playing my class. I, I, I always go for like the magic user type of class, and and when I was playing it in, in Dragon or Dragon Quest, <laughs> when I was playing it in Puzzle Quest One, um, it, it, it just felt it didn't feel much different than let's say playing a warrior and using his skills. It just had a different name. But in this game, uh, the way that they the the way these things kind of work out, the way they've made some spells more powerful, uh, and they've given you a couple of skills that make it a little bit easier to get the mana that you need uh, if you're crafty about it, and there is some risk associated with it. Feels more like a mage. A mage usually does do more damage, burst-type damage, but usually there's more risk because you, you, in most RPGs you're clothy and, and you take more damage. So in this game, uh, and, and the one that I'm playing, the character class that I'm playing, in order to get the mana that I need to, to, to use my skills quickly, um, the moves that I do put me at risk because they clear one color from the board or two colors from the board, leaving the opponent with plenty of opportunities to do four and fives in a rows, which can get pretty painful. So I really do feel more like – and when I fight the monsters, their attacks and stuff feel more like – when I'm fighting rats, uh, the rat pack, for example, they're doing a bunch of small damaging attacks. I mean like you would expect a pack of rats to do. They could do a, a scatter, which makes them much harder to hit, which again, you'd expect a pack of rats to kind of do. It just it feels like that if you're into the character and the monsters and stuff, uh, of fantasy settings and whatnot, these feel a little bit – when I'm fighting the bear and he gets me into the bear hug, for example, I can't use any skills for a while. It just—it's uh, still a puzzle game at its heart, but it, it feels more RPG to me in, in the way that the, the attacks were, were rebalanced and whatnot. 
um, obviously, instead of, in Puzzle Quest One, you you were kind of taking over towns and you're running kingdoms and building dungeons. Um, I really don't see that here so far. I'm just walking from place to place. It's more focused on that on your character. The icon's bigger for your character. You're actually walking around the streets of the town or the the hallways of a dungeon. One of the things I really like is that when you do something such as loot a chest or break a lock or whatever have you, the mini games that are associated with those actions really again they just, they just did a better job of bringing How the, the flavor to those How big are the mini things. games on the screen on the DS version? Uh, like if you're breaking a lock or you're yeah. opening does up Does it take test, up the full screen like the normal puzzle board does, or does it take up a yeah. small s- section in the center? Yeah, it, it, the, the the treasure chest takes up the full screen. Okay, the, so that's a difference the, with the 360 version then. Yeah, it, it pretty much takes up the full screen. The the, the, the the combination, or the when you're picking a lock, it only has like six or seven rows, so that one's kind of focused on the upper half of the screen, I suppose. Okay. Mm. But it really feels like... Yeah, it really kind of feels like when you're doing a treasure chest, it's it's the same basic game of Puzzle Quest, but since uh, you're matching up only three different types of icons uh, for the most part at the beginning, uh, you do these huge long chains, and, and every time these things connect, you get more and more gold, and you feel like, ah, I'm getting greedy, and you know, do I go for the big combo move that might get me more gold, or do I try to you know go for the uh, treasure? It's it's pretty well done. I just I really do feel like that they've got different aspects of RPGing as much as you can anyways with a puzzle type game. I, I think they've they've kind of got that a bit better if you if you like the first i mean you're either a fan of these types of things or you're not if you don't if you if you weren't a big fan of a puzzle quest one if you tried it and you went meh you quit it after a few hours or whatever have you this is certainly not going to change your mind um if you really enjoy the first one you played it you, you you're gonna you know maybe maybe you had a couple of problems with galatrix but you like that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like this one they did ah, do a good job kind of rebalancing those i'm things telling you that's not true yeah, it is. You're just you, you, I'm you just wanna, wrong. You are wrong. Right. You are absolutely wrong. All right, I'm gonna have to try it some more. I've been waiting for we'll Michael see. to pick up his uh, to get his press review code, so we could do some yeah. multiplayer. Oh, yeah, I got it last week. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> then he went back. So to I you were waiting. No, I didn't have during. Well, wait. Yeah, last. Yeah, I was waiting I, to buy it until I Michael the, had it, and we could actually do something useful like, with it. About. 11 hours before Dragon Quest came out. Oh, see, that's that's a good way to make sure your game doesn't get reviewed on our site. Which <laughs> <laughs> are the same person who's reviewing Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah. Did you come out what? in the same month as Dragon Quest? Well, that's why we don't have any coverage for you. That was your mistake. <laughs> yes, that was definitely your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, the jury's still out. I've only gotten up to, like, level 14 or 15 and gotten through the fur all the... Th- first dungeon the towers that were with it and whatnot so but we'll see if it actually has staying power mm-hmm. as i continue to play through it then i go back and play more dragon quest nine do so. i need birthday cake what it's, it's two thousand gold and apparently i don't know what i do with it where do you buy birthday cake at the qvc oh. qvc store i don't know it must be for a recipe i know it's just a lot of gold right now i only have seven thousand left after buying everything else okay that's a lot of gold for a birthday cake. Mm-hmm. Does it say you can't buy it anywhere else? Buy yes. it in honor of Anna. That's what I was yeah, thinking. buy it for Anna. <laughs> it's your birthday cake that you can't have because you don't have this game, and I can't yeah. trade it to you. <laughs> Enjoy. And, and if you did, you're in Canada, so you're not yeah. here to trade it. <laughs> well, it's also David Hasselhoff's birthday. Oh, good for him. Thanks, Noodle. Maybe he can go throw up and eat a burger on the floor. What? That's what he did. Got drunk and had a burger on the floor. Is the hot, the 
hey, top it, of his career, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> I'm I'm lost. <laughs> it was a it was a video. Never mind. <sighs> it, I, it was very strange. Uh, what is uh what is uh what is Manny's pick of the week? I have one pick and two quick mentions. Uh, All right. Like we mentioned before, I picked up Twilight Princess. I'm the kind of guy where. Uh, when I get excited about a new game or a new a new game in a series, I go back and I play the back catalog. So, so, so you know, sort of a as a substitute for I wish. It makes me wonder why you were playing. excited to begin with if you hadn't played the previous game, Twilight Princess. Yeah, I figured if I don't play this now, I read that article about um, what's it called, the game coming out relatively soon in 2011. Yeah, and I figured if I don't play Twilight Princess what? now, I'm Skyward never Sword. Play it. Oh, Skyward Sword. Okay, you're talking about Zelda again. I was yeah. like, just a random game coming out next year. I'm like, oh, there's not a lot of those or anything. Oh, yeah. What? So I figured if I don't play Twilight Princess now, I never will. Okay. So I picked that up, and after our talk last week, Chris, I mm-hmm. bought Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. I figured, why not? I'll give it a shot. Oh, yeah. The only problem is I don't know which one to play first. They're both like... 40, 60-hour RPG, I mean, games. I don't Paper know Mario 1 is 40 to 60 hours? No, I got uh, the Thousand Year Door, the GameCube one. Oh, okay. Well, you like the first one, right? Yeah. Well, then you should really love the second one. Um, so that's what I'm saying. I don't know which one to play first, Twilight Princess or Paper Mario. What are you in the mood for? I don't know. Do both. I, oh, I would never play two big, like, epic RPGs on the same console, no less, at the same time. I don't know if I'd call Paper Mario an epic RPG, oh, but... Uh, epic! It's, it, it, it's 2D-ness is epic. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm going to recommend that one higher, because that's the one I was able to finish, but that's... that's you actually my... made it through the whole thing? Yes. Uh-huh. I loved Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. That was great. How long did it take Chris, you? Do you have any it's like a 30-hour game. 30 to 40. It's not... Not that long. What were you saying, Michael? I said, Chris, finish a game. That should be the highest recommendation you need. Yeah, there you go. Hello, end of the conversation, Nick. Just end of the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Thousand Year Door is one I... Did I finish it? I might have. I like it's got good music. It's got good writing. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's some aspects that are kind of simplistic, and it would be nice to see them matured more. But, you know, it's okay. I was able to deal with it, and it was good stuff. Yeah, and I figured um, I wanted to try out Thousand Year Door before Paper Mario on the 3DS came out. Because mm-hmm. it, it sounds like it's going to be a launch title, or very close to launch. Seems and like that's it, like, yeah. And that's going to be like six months, eight months away, so I figured if I don't play uh, Paper Mario now, I ain't never going to play it. Hmm. So two scenarios okay. of two uh, Nintendo games where if I don't try them out now, I'm never hmm. going to play them. I'm fine now. <laughs> I can't play games as long on the portable systems as I can when they're on a TV. Yeah, so I'm not uh, liking I, all I, these I'm, games coming out on the, on the portables. I'm with you there, Chris. I think Paper Mario would be amazing on the 3DS. So I guess I mean, we I'll... learned that there aren't that many RPGs coming out on the DS. Oh, but now the 3DS is going to kill me. So now, not only am I already going to, my arms are going to wear out. My 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 neck is going to feel weird because I'm squatting, looking downward at the at a screen the whole time, and I, I'm going to have eye strain. This is this is just great for role playing game playing. Think about it. It's like Paper Mario. It's like a shoebox diorama. In RPG form, <laughs> I understand the appeal of it, man. I'm just saying, I don't think I can deal with it for that long. A slatter go down. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that'll yeah. help. Oh, it's true. I'm excited for this new era. I mean, like, like you said, Phil, you said in this modern day age of like card sizes, and I, that's not true. I think Dragon Quest Nine is on a two fifty two fifty six megabyte card, isn't it? I don't know. Megabyte. I, I don't. Megabit. Uh, it would be. 
Um, I mean, there's, there, there's, so. I mean, but they're, they're, they're not using voice acting. They're using text. There's really no reason why they can't add the necessary algorithms and the text in to, to get, you know, to cram some more story in there so that the characters. No, I, I, I know what you're saying, but, but yeah. it's going to be fun to see uh, what developers can do with like two full wow. gigs. I mean, that's bigger than oh. a. Yeah. DQ9 is um, 241 megabytes. And uh, it's My, funny because uh, I was looking at GameCube games. GameCube disc can only hold 1.4 megabytes, and they could pack in quite a lot into those little. No, little, GameCube. 1.4 gigabytes, you mean? 1.4 gigabytes yeah. is what a GameCube can hold. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. different that's than a megabyte. That is actually the same as a PSP disc, and those can do voice acting. Yep. So I'll be interested to see what uh, some developers can do on the 3DS with like 600 now more megabytes. Now, right now, the DS could go up to 512 megs, so they could get. Half, you know, the full size of Dragon Quest Nine again, and have that for doing voice acting. Voice acting has been done on the DS before, guys. I don't think they like their to entire because, uh, RPGs they don't pay that the have voice acting <laughs> of the of the larger cart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bigger I, the cart, the more it costs. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm they, gonna like the, the, the. They didn't even push this to forty bucks like all the other Nintendo games. Oh, I'm sorry. I was off by two hundred megs on the PSP. Apparently, it can go up to one point six, even though all the ones I copy are one point four. So, I'm just saying, I think it's great that I, I can't wait to see what some developers can do with the extra rooms and the, the shaders and the more power. It'll be fun. All right, so my pick. Let me get to that. I know I'm a little late to the party, but I just wanted to bring it up again, just in case anyone missed it. Is um, it's not a game, it's a podcast. It's the irrational. Be uh, you know, irrational. You studios are such a Sean Elliott whore. <laughs> Sean Elliott, nothing. It was a great interview. Okay. So anyway, irrational interview? studios. You know, Ken Levine, Bioshock, System Shock, mm-hmm. great guy, good developer. Um, apparently him and Sean Elliott started their own uh, interview podcast where they sit down with other developers and just talk about making games. And their first episode was uh, Sean Elliott, Ken Levine, and Todd Howard from Bethesda, who you might know, you know, is the main guy between Morrowind, Oblivion, Fallout 3. And it was actually a really interesting uh, conversation. Isn't Todd Howard, is he actually a designer? I would think that he's at least like a lead producer and developer. Yeah. Okay. Because we just had a story like last week about like the lead designer on Oblivion going to another studio doing, making a game. Really? Oh, I could find out what's a yeah. designer, director. Whatever. I'll just pull on whatever. Someone can fix can, Either way, fix this it. Fix it in post. Fact. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> fix it in post. Thank you. All right. You're right. He hasn't actually been a lead designer in a while, I guess. Not since Morrowind. Okay. But he's the, I guess he's still the executive game director and producer of a lot of these games. Anyway, yeah, that sounds the point good. is that they, they both sat down and they're both old industry vets and they have this really great conversation about what it takes to make a good RPG and what they've learned over the years making RPGs. And I thought it was a really enlightening conversation just to hear two developers have an open and frank conversation about their craft. So that's our, the Irrational Interviews. Irrational Interviews. Uh, irrational Behavior, right? Oh, no, no. It's a separate feed, Oh, goodness. <laughs> How do you? Yeah. Fix, where do you find it? Where do? You, where is their homepage for this podcast? Uh, you just you just go to. I think we just go to Rational Studios. Rationalgames.com, dot uh, com. You mean or Rational? There you go. Okay, and then where do you go? You don't know. I'm googling it right now. I just had the yeah rationalgames.com. Go to their uh, podcasts or studio. Man, you put me on the spot here. I just got it from iTunes. <laughs> I just typed in. All right, what do you type into iTunes? Irrational interviews. Irrational interviews. Okay, there you go. There you go. So I thought it was interesting. It's worth a listen. I know it came out like at least three week, two or three weeks ago, but in case you've missed it, it's still worth listening to. 
So there you go. All right. Well, thank you. Long pause. I yeah. I <laughs> well, I was trying to. I was look. They got. I'm trying to find it on their website, and they don't do a good job of pointing it out. So <laughs> they've oh, got the System Shock Two sketchbook up though, because that helps. Um, uh, where Badger said the Elder Scrolls guy went to Kurt Schilling's company. Yes, that's yeah, right. I did hear that. I think we talked about that last that's week. That's what we talked about last week. All right. At the bottom of irrationalgames.com is a link that says podcasts. <laughs> and then you go down a couple entries, and it's the Introducing Irrational Interviews. And there you go. Wow. Just go to iTunes if you can. But if you're on Linux, you'll have to do it the way I said. All right. So there you go. And uh, I think that wraps us up for this week, then. Um, if you'd like to leave oh. us feedback. Oh, what? 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 Oh. Oh. Why didn't you say this earlier? What? You should have mentioned that earlier when it was your turn. <laughs> All right. I know. I was waiting, and then we talked about Dragon Quest, and I got distracted. Yeah. All right. Michael. Michael went. We should cover this in news. Michael went to uh, uh, an event this week, didn't you? I did. I went down to uh, NSA America's uh, press event. That's right. Um, it was in San Francisco. You had a lot of fun there. Yeah. A wee bit too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that. I mean, I, we already have uh, Atelier Rorona. Well, did we actually write the impression on that? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah, whoops. Okay, so you could actually play Beyond where you could at E3 because you got to a point and then it wouldn't work anymore. So they had they got a build and we were able to play actually and try out the battle system and things, so it was uh, pretty good. Um, but, you know, they mentioned they had those... Uh, those three new RPGs, and they had the uh, the PSN one there that we could try out. So you had the uh, the action dungeon crawler, and the name is escaping me. Help me out, guys. What's the name of the game? Shootin' what, or something? What game are you talking about? Oh, you... Shatudu Saves the World? The one, the, the, the subtitle, this is an RPG. What? For Clodden? I don't Clodden. know what game you're talking about at yes. all. Yes, right. there we go. There, thank Danchi Sal for that. Clodden. What is what is it? Okay, so Clodden is an action uh RPG. C L A D U N. Yes. With the subtitle This is an RPG. I kid you not. It's okay, awesome. okay. I get it. So short for classic um, dungeon. Right. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to go they they tried to shorten all their names for some reason. So they were basically you I think classic story- dungeon would be a better name actually. <laughs> All right. So you anyway. go and beat stuff with a stick. Well, that was the thing. Is first you start with a stick, and there's a slime, and you can't beat it, and you have to run away. <laughs> you and can't the, even <laughs> beat a slime with a stick. I, no, I can't beat a slime. Six with a HP, stick. you can't pull it off. <laughs> I don't know how much HP it had because I was only hitting it for zero point zero two HP when I was hitting it. So it had decimal points for the HP. Yeah. What All is this? The... This is like that Square game with the hitting the rock for uh, one HP a lot. What? Is... You mean Five Nights Eleven? No, I meant because oh, there is there is a lot of rocketing in Five Nights Eleven. I meant the one where you make your own weapons on the PlayStation One, um, the what? dungeon crawler. I don't know. You're making this up. The one with bosses that you'd hit them like with a spear for a point of damage over and over. Oh, and over again. um, uh, it was like comic style Final Fantasy Twelve universe. No, no, Vagrant okay. Story. Oh, Vagrant Story? Is yeah. that what that... Oh, <laughs> That's what you're making that. think of. <laughs> yeah, so, no, because it, it has, like, the same... I swear, it's the exact same font from uh, Night in the Nightmare. It's, like, big number, little number, decimal system, 
It was great. So um, in this game, it's kind of weird because when you go in, you're the main character and you have all your friends and you surround them and they're the ones who take all the damage. So you can basically kill all your friends and you get bonuses from them when you go in. And then when they all die, then you start taking damage. So you don't try to kill all your friends, but, you know, most of them, that's okay. They'll come back when you get out of the dungeon. <laughs> but the story, um, you know, we, we have quotes on the on the index. The story is going to be one of those where it's like, we're going to take a lot of quotes and put them on index because they can be taken so out of context. Mm-hmm. Overall, the game is, uh, it, it seemed very complex at the start which I was rather surprised at, considering that most people try to really ease you into dungeon crawlers. And these are like, oh, no, here's your giant, massive strategy building system. And I'm like, what? So I didn't even get it. And that, I mean, granted, wasn't in the best frame of mind, but still I didn't quite get what was going on. So this is 2D, 8-bit style? Oh, yeah. And that was one of the features is it's not only you can have the music, you can have the original 8-bit music if you want. Oh, like you they... can make like Disgaea sprites. You can make yeah, make your own characters and everything. They showed a printy and things that you can do whatever you want. Neat. Yeah, I mean, it was. It looked to me like so. It's like a, is it like a mystery dungeon pretty... game or? No, because it's action. Oh, it's not a turn-based battle system. You're literally running around and dashing and smashing into things, and everything's happening. You're not waiting. You know, right. how do you level like... up? Um. They were actually a little confused on how you level up. <laughs> 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 because one of the things was like, if you want to make a good main character, then they should be a sub-character first. Like, they should be a help, an assistant to another person. But then if you want to make a good sub-character, you should be a hero character. And I'm like, you just said, basically, I should swap back and forth between the two or something. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me. But So that, in these screenshots, it looks like there's actual printy-based items in the games. Um, I didn't get that far. Okay. We I played it for like 20 minutes. I okay. got through three dungeons. Um, that just must be confusing for some reason. All right. Or maybe maybe you're just seeing printies everywhere. Well, you know, it was a could... printy on the head of another printy, so it was kind of weird. And well, one looked I mean... like it was designed, and the other one looked like it had too much detail to have been taken in that character editor. So I don't know what was going on. You never is know. NIS internally developing this, or is this from someone else? I believe this is from someone else. Oh. Okay. Double check. Then it wouldn't be a printy in the game. Well, no, but they showed people doing. No, actually, it's developers Nipponichi. So yeah, Nipponichi is making this. Okay. Um, it felt to me like um, I'm not sure how much of the retro I'm going to enjoy after doing 3D dot game heroes because I feel like that kind of pushed it to where retro was awesome. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, this is our same idea, but we're going to make a dungeon crawler. And I was kind of like, yeah, Different you have developer. the character editor. Yeah, I know, and but publisher. it's just it felt like. The uh, the idea has been done at this point. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. The story is definitely not something I was like you know, all excited about. I was like, well, we're we're in this place and we don't know why. But the best part we thought was, and this again was maybe just in the demo, but it was like, here you can just see the ending. <laughs> it was like, okay, here we see the ending, and it's like they started showing it and then they cut away and not go hear the credits. We're not actually show you the ending. But that was pretty- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So. Yeah, it was it was a fun little game. Um, it's only PSN, so it's going to be one of those quick, you know, cheap, play it and have fun with it. It's not going to be like a major release. But it, I'm looking. Is that just in America that they're only putting it on PSN, or is that everywhere? They didn't mention, but it's only PSN here. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume it's already out in Japan, and I don't know if it came out on UMD or not. Okay. But uh, yeah, it came out in February, so 
It's a it's a something to look forward to. I yeah. you know I love this my looks random cool. I like oh. this. Yeah, I like this. It's got Super Nintendo style graphics and eight bit type graphics at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it'll be eight bit sound. Eight bit sound. Okay. Like when you but start you the game, like... you're like, do you want normal or retro music? So the retro is the eight bit. So okay. you can go. What's but you can only you can only save in churches, Chris. Oh, I don't think I can yeah. do this then. I'm done. I don't even this. know. No, no, no. Well, actually, <laughs> you can't save in the dungeons. I'll say that. Yeah, I can handle but that. But also, but you remember three uh, D or not three D? Uh, Half Minute Hero. And they were yeah. saying like you're supposed to get to the point where you're running through these dungeons in like forty five seconds. In in this game too. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they're like how one of the ways you seriously advance your character is to defeat the time. Um, the time limits on the dungeons. And I was like, oh, what time limits? And I walk into a dungeon and it says, estimated time, 41 seconds. And I'm like, you're <laughs> kidding me, right? And it takes me 41 seconds to find out even where the boss is. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be one of those you play it a bunch and get your time down. And uh, It should be fun, though. Okay. So, yeah, that was... Uh, they only had those two games at the press event. Ooh, um, you get I, to design your last, the last boss. Yeah. You can if you want. I don't think you have to. Okay. It was a lot of fun. That's all I have. Okay. Uh, well, there oh. was nothing else at the event. Oh well, they had um they 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 had the announcements that we put up in the story, mm-hmm. and we will have an interview from the uh, the president of uh, Nipponichi, not of Nipponichi America, but actually Nipponichi. Awesome. So as soon as the we can get that, dog. yeah. All right. As soon as I get that out of the uh, audio recorder. He was the one uh, paying for everything, right? I assume so. He's yeah. the big cheese, right? He's the big cheese. Yeah. All right. Um, cool beans. And there's, I thought there was something else that they announced here. What well, is this ZHP well, thing? ZHP. That's that's what most of the interview will focus on because he's the main producer for that game. Okay. He's the um, president and the producer. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's all over the place. He's the sugar daddy. All right. All right. So the the big thing here was. Um, they basically were like, well, we like what Disgaea did, but we want to go somewhere else, but use kind of the same system. So there's a lot of questions in like, well, what does that actually mean? <laughs> but basically, the, you know, they like um, they like where Disgaea went. Did they give us still- trailers for these? Because um, Machinima.com got all these trailers. I should have some trailers. They're yeah. very big. All right. I don't want to upload them in their full size. Oh, okay. We'll put them on YouTube. So that's what they did. Show me. I don't know how to do that. Okay, I can show you. Okay. So yeah, um, ZHP is 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 really a. Uh, it's great because they're like, all right, we're going to start the game, and it's the final battle of the game. <laughs> okay. You got it. So the big evil man is here, and the big powerful hero is here, and they're about to fight, and the hero gets run over by a car and killed. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh no. There's no epic battle. The, the bad guy wins, right? And you're like, no, the, the, now it falls to you. And you're like, quote, the weakest character ever. And you're <laughs> like, oh, great. So you just have to go and start. Um, so the first thing you do is fight the boss you killed. <laughs> They're showing and, them dying in the car crash. Yeah, yeah. And then you fight the boss and the boss game kills over. you. over. <laughs> and it's like, game over again. You know, it's like, oh, no. So each time you die, you actually progress through the story. And... Mm-hmm. um. 
each time that you come back, you have to build new things. So first you're like, well, first I need to build on my outfit. I need more stuff. Oh, I need a couple more weapons. And then you start actually getting into like, I need to build internally in my body. I need to get stronger inside, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they oh, just okay. keep adding all these things. You basically become whatever you want to be. Yeah. You build. It, it really, it looks like though, it's just plain disguise a lot. Over and over. Yeah, except it's only you instead of you and your 40 closest characters that you also need to level up. Oh, so really? It is a little better. Okay. Yeah. So there's no party at all? No. Oh. All your all your helpers are going to be in your base, mm-hmm. and they'll help you that way. But you don't have to, you know, you don't have to like take them into the weapon shop and build up their weapons too, you know. So it's going to be a little easier. Um, actually, it was funny because he said, "While well, there are people that have played obviously for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours, you can't beat this game in about thirty hours." Oh, and I'm like, "That's not a disguise game." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, twenty thirty hours, you can finish the story. I'm like, oh, uh, probably get a bad ending disguise? or something. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, I don't know. You die so many times. I can get any worse than that. I don't know. If you, yeah. if you made the mistake of using a hammer once while you played the game, you get a bad ending or something. You know? Who knows? You're mean. That's how that's how this guy worked. If I you know. accidentally hit a person yeah. once in the game, you get the bad ending. <laughs> just because it's fun. And you die again. Game over. <laughs> He's still watching I'm just the trailer. Watching the trailer. It's pretty good. The trailer is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Look forward to more information on that as we get our interview up. Okay, and there was. Uh, did you talk about? Um, there was a brief discussion the about. Yeah. There's not much we can really. They don't have much yet. They're just yeah, we're bringing it, and if you've seen it, then you know what's going on. Uh, they did. This is there was one disturbing thing in the trailer, and they're like, oh yes, and of course, as you know, in games, when girls have less clothes, then they're more powerful, and they showed it, and I'm like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not even a girl. That's like a nine year old girl. That that's not uh, cool. <laughs> Half the press is like, uh, uncomfortable moment. So what system is this for? <laughs> PS3. It's another PS3, PS3 one. So they're all yeah. all these Tanel clothes on PS3. So this is the third and final one. Is the idea? this is the final? That's why they did. That's why they were trying to move PS2. away from three because there's not going to be a four. Oh okay. So they're like, the, apparently that's Japanese for final or something. What? So this is Koga? it. Koga? Koga. <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. So this is it. This is the last one. So thank God, because next time we'd be dealing with infants as Rivetel, so I'm not doing that. <laughs> hmm. I think each each generation have gotten younger. That's interesting. Somebody uploaded the trailer for Artanelico Koga. It's the Japanese trailer, and they uploaded it via their PS3 somehow. That's very cool. That is interesting. You can do that with YouTube or something. Yeah, I guess. The latest patch. Yeah. Probably signed into the probably signed into a Japanese account to download it and then to his US account to put it up. (laughs) Yeah. It looks very pretty. Maybe it's PS plus, maybe Did you get to see the video on it or not? I I saw the video when they showed it and I think we might have the trailer, but that's let me look in my stuff real quick. All right. So yeah, look forward to that. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's NIS America. Anything? It's nothing surprising then, really. And we're going to bring another Disgaea-Tiadol out, they said, right? Oh, they, I don't have the trailer, actually. Okay. Um, yes, and they did talk about, even though, they're working on, even though they worked on ZHP, they, they also are working on Disgaea, another, a mainstream Disgaea. They're not calling it Disgaea 4 yet. I tried to clarify that, and they didn't really give me much on that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely look forward to TGS and a new Disgaea. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Disgaea Infinite 2. <laughs> no, you said it's a mainstream one, though. Yeah. Okay. So it is. It is part of. It's a continuation of the main series. Okay. Cool. I beans. did ask him. I did ask him what he thought of the of how Disgaea Infinite did. So. And what did he say? 
Um, well, he didn't know the numbers for infinite, but he thought that the pretty Can I Be a Hero sold mm-hmm. really well. Oh, okay. So they may look into other forms of uh, alternate ways to tell the Disgaea story. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we need to look for alternate things to do this afternoon, uh, other than sitting here all day. I think we've wasted enough of your time. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. If you want to leave us some feedback, do it at our new message boards at board.rpgamer.com. He's so happy because he did it after 14 months. Forum. Yeah, finally got around to it. Um, go check that out and uh, and let us know what you think and post there. You can email us at podcast at rpgamer.com. Um, you can phone us at 608-729-4098. You can um, also email us mp3s at, rp- at podcast at rpgamer.com. So we look they forward sh- to hearing from you. Yeah. They still have Dragon Quest music in them. Dragon Quest music helps. Send us your music submissions if you want your song played during the show like uh, like we did today. And uh, let us know what you want to see. We like hearing your suggestions for the show. Um, until next week, everybody, goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.